0: Asiento, Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on Twenty First and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, first Wednesday live jazz. Aciento.
1: Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
3: black hair don't know anything about it sorry <laughs> so, all on my limited view yes every Tuesday from 12 to 2 uh, oh you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. oh yeah and Google Play and Stitcher iTunes oh you already said t- that TuneIn Radio uh, Stitcher you said that sp- Spotify oh my god there's just so many and Overcast Um, Yes, you can also find us on social media. M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter. Podcast, MOV Podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. 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 That kind of sucked balls.
2: We've got a we've got a, a good old boy in the studio a good old South Carolina boy North
0: Carolina.
2: North Carolina I'm sorry That it's was right. a terrible thing. I just ruined it I, from the very beginning. I just ruined it North Carolina boy. Hey, Anthony Davis.
5: Hey, oh god. Glad, that's, glad that's very loud.
2: Here. Yeah. Glad to have you here. Thank you. Yeah uh, we're supposed
5: to be having phone sex right now. Yeah, right? we're supposed
2: to be having phone sex, but Fred Scarf is um, down in L.A. being like almost a professional gay model at this point. Well, he doesn't have to be a gay model. He's a model, but I think mostly gay guys look at him, and he is very, also very gay, and he has this bod. I mean, my God, he works like crazy times on it. Like, that's his life, it looks like. It's like, Whoa. And he uh, has a phone sex show, and but he's down in LA taking pretty pictures of himself in his underwear. What was his
5: name again? Frederick Scarf. Frederick, if you hear this right now, you suck.
2: (laughs) He's in LA being famous. Couldn't
5: could have had really uncomfortable phone sex with a redneck.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's the people that call in usually for the really uncomfortable phone sex. So like people will call in on that phone or on an iPhone, and then also there's funny noises and and it's very very silly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but but
2: it's also also because sometimes he's doing it and they they see pictures of him because he's a model. We we know they're really jacking off. Oh really? Yeah, we've known a couple times that people are really getting it done.
5: Is it because they say that I'm jacking off well, right now? Well, and
2: the way they sound, they make these noises. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's usually not what I sound like when I jerk off. It's usually just dead silence, and I look at a picture of me.
2: A picture of yourself? Yeah. No, you jack off to pictures of yourself. Yeah.
5: Yeah, duh. Well, what else would I do? It's not like I'm going to look at my wife. That's gross. <laughs> I mean, I know she's going to listen to this. That's the only reason I said that.
2: Uh, that's great. How long have you been married?
5: Five years now. Five years. Yeah, I know. And is it still spicy? Oh, yeah, it's definitely spicy. It's spicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This is... This is just gonna be a deep discussion about my sexuality Yeah, I way. mean, we
2: could do whatever. We've got, <laughs> we could. Uh, so we just finished the 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 last show of the fourth day of the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival.
5: And what was the theme of this one?
2: The the, the themes today had mostly to do with age, so it was like um, a time machine and over forty and um, and uh, millennial versus Gen X and twenty three and meh. Like it was all supposed to sort of be about age And stuff like that But I don't give a fuck the, the whole idea of the themes is just to group people together because it's too hard. It's like, it's too hard to do it by. There has to be a randomization. It, it wouldn't be fair because of the time. Some of the times are like shitty times, like five o'clock on a Tuesday. Like people are gonna come to the show, but but they, oh, you mean like a, like sat,
5: like Saturday at nine a.m. Like the other night,
2: right? Saturday at nine the a.m. The match. cage match, which I love. That was really fun. I yeah. loved the cage match, but uh, exactly. So there's all these different times. I mean, so we I,
5: immediately broke character. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was great. I didn't know that Chris wanted us to be cared to the whole time. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. That's the
2: whole thing. Is none of it really matters. We're all just sort of like. Having this big sound experiment with comedy, and I tried to open up the station as much as possible yeah. for people to interact with comedians.
5: So this is the fourth one, right? The fourth comedy this is festival. The
2: fourth one, yeah.
5: So each year it's been getting bigger, been get, getting yeah. Nicer. This year
2: was um, last year. There was a there was a message I sent out to people on the day of the festival, and it was so dismal. It said there are 18 tickets pre-sold for the entire festival of 750 tickets and that's last year on the day of I was like there's 18 pre-sales this year we went in with um, 125 pre-sales
5: that's awesome yeah
2: so that's great because then people come at the door and other people come and that's fine and that's great but to have like people saying yes We're coming to these events and to sell out twice was like
5: oh yeah i saw that that was great that's
2: crazy awesome because it means like wow okay this is possible
5: and we we had like 10 people here on the cage match at nine in the morning which i just thought was crazy
2: it was crazy it was so fun it was so crazy i mean it was just like the most ridiculous you guys were so funny and just not knowing
5: oh did you did you take a picture of me on the underwear show i did did you know you posted the same guy twice (laughs) instead of me
2: i didn't know that i'm sorry it's hard we
5: looked exactly lot apparently because it's just a, him doing one pose and didn't do it another pose where I'm supposed to be and I was like oh
2: I yeah, I don't understand Instagram I have to go through at the end and try to fix everything at the very end I'll post everything and do all this back end work where oh like,
5: this is great I mean it's been really this fun stuff. San Francisco's been really fun
2: yeah, so you moved to LA.
5: Yeah, I moved from LA from Baltimore.
2: Gotcha. And you like LA or you hate it?
5: LA is a horrible place full of terrible people.
2: Is it really? Or are you being funny or
5: are you? No, really? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> i just happen to be funny. No, I just don't. I, I don't like it. I, it's, I mean, it's where comedy is, and that's where you're going to make it as a comedian. But it's it's all it's always hot there. Then it, then it'll rain for like eight years, or then it's everybody's mean to you. Everybody makes fun of me because I, I talk different, you know.
2: Do they really? Yeah. People they don't like do it. it like gentle ribbing, like it's cute that you have a cool way of speaking?
5: Oh, yeah. Everybody loves Yeah, people walk up and like, oh, my God, your accent's so cute. And they're like, oh, my God, you like, sound like Forrest Gump had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> do, you,
2: do you feel like, I mean, I, I don't know anything. I'm never going to L.A. I can't hack it. I'm too. I can't do it. I can't. What, honey? Um I I can't I can't hack I can't hack it. I can't wear makeup. I kid I just I'm myself. I like being authentically me and I get angry when people try to like the whole thing about LA is oh, are you talented? Let us make you into something else. Yeah. You know like oh, you have a you have an authenticity that's all your own. Let's completely changed that by slapping makeup on you and making you well
5: when i when i tried wear. going out for parts in la it they they typecast me immediately i got casted as a clan member oh, and one i didn't even audition hurtful.
2: for it <laughs> that's
5: the sad thing they just messaged me and they saw my pictures and they're like you'd be perfect for this role and then
2: as a clan because you're an actor
5: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I haven't even acted in anything yet.
2: They just they just looked at you. They just they're saw like, my profile.
5: I I a, like, yeah, I'm, I'm from North class, Carolina. Right. I have an accent. They're like, well, you'd be perfect for this part.
2: Is that because all the shows now are going super racist?
5: Apparently.
2: <laughs> like they just there's a real need for Klansmen right now in American well, TV. That,
5: I didn't I didn't want to. I don't want that to be the first thing that right. I, like I don't exactly. want people to Google me and be like, oh, he wasn't he that guy that was screaming at Hispanic people to get off his lawn.
2: It would no, be like no, that was
5: Gran Torino. That wasn't even me.
2: It'd be like. Being in a tampon commercial. You know, and being like, being known as the lady that was like the the tampon girl, like, this, this kid, I've, now I've got wings or whatever. That's what
5: I think about whenever I see those, those billboards in LA and you just see somebody that has like a missing tooth or they, they're just smiling that says, do you have herpes? Like, do they, when they, When they go out for those parts, they know like, okay, if you get this part, you're gonna be the face of herpes for like six years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're just like, yeah, no, it's full of billboard. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take that part.
2: Face of hepatitis, sure.
5: I don't know because you, they don't care how good of an actor you are. You can't smile th- that big if you know you're gonna be the face of herpes.
2: Yeah, you gotta kind of give it a look like.
5: Uh, I'm uh. You're getting that herpes money. That's all I yeah. care. for.
2: It's all good stuff. So, how is it going? Do you have an agent down there? Do you? What do you do with that?
5: No, just uh, I used to, but didn't get anything out of it. So I just went back to being a freelancer. But I mean, I've got some just just looking online, Facebook, and all that, looking at stuff to audition for. Mo- I just mostly st- like focus on stand up, honestly. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, from my experience, you ain't gonna find a you ain't gonna have a doctor. I'm gonna hang even part as a doctor because no one wants to have a doctor come in the room like yeah you got cancer'm i sorry no <laughs> one wants to hear this it. voice about it
2: yeah cancer yeah sorry
5: you ain't gonna make it tomorrow <laughs> you suck bye
2: how many uh mics do you think how many performances do you do a week
5: I used to do like uh when I started out back in like four years ago. I went to New York and I did 52 mics in one week. What? I did three weeks in a row. What?
2: Yeah. Did you, oh my God, did you like document it and take a picture of every? That was very popular about two years ago. People were like, I'm documenting every minute of stage time to show everybody on Facebook or whatever. They took pictures <laughs> no, of every crowd. I, and
5: don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I did, I'm, I'm 52 not, mics like, I in a week. I'm not good at doing that. I'm really not good at doing, like, taking pictures. Like, my wife took all the pictures, I mean, my underwear. Good. I Send them
2: to, we'll put them on our Instagram. We don't have very many followers. We only have, like, 800 followers, so don't worry. Not a lot of people are going to see them. But you were great. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that underwear show was awesome. It was so funny. I laughed and laughed and laughed.
5: Every time I'm hot, my set just goes out the window. I just start screaming and ranting about something that's on my mind. I just looked at my wife and I was like, I'm going to talk about how the first time we met, and it just devolved into me being upset about her lying... Dropping off her ex-boyfriend on for our first date. That's why she was late, 45 minutes late to our first date, because she was dropping off her ex-boyfriend. You gotta, you
2: gotta break up with those people before you go out with the the new ones.
5: <laughs> Keeping uh, it clean. That's what she did. I love the bat bluegrass music in the background. Too.
2: Yeah, it's a we gotta. <laughs> I love it. Re- Grass black. <laughs> music North Carolina uh, I'm here with Anthony Davis we're hanging out on a late night podcast it's uh it's been a good and successful night I have to say that's great yeah, what did you do today? Did you do any open mics here in uh, San Francisco?
5: No, I did. I I did two last night, and they were awful. And so I just they
2: did. were awful. What which ones did you do?
5: I did the Milk Bar, and I did the late one, the O M G one. So
2: you did the O M G early. Yeah, and then you did, did the. the and you were bar. there until like two in the morning at Milk Bar. No,
5: twelve thirty five. Twelve
2: thirty five. Yeah, that's a late mic.
5: I'm not gonna say they're terrible because I, you know, obviously I'd like to come back to San Francisco and not be blacklisted. Yeah, I
2: know you'll be fine.
5: <laughs> just it. it just wasn't a good night for me. I, and I went to um, Punch Lines. Oh. And I stood outside for like three hours.
2: Oh. And,
5: you know, just said hi to the owner. But outside that, I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll just wait. <laughs> I'll just... I didn't realize how competitive it was just to get on to their Sunday night show.
2: Yeah, it's really there. I don't deal with that. You don't fucks with that. I
5: don't. You don't fucks with that? No,
2: I don't because I just don't. I can't. I don't have time. It takes. This place takes up too much of my time to be able to. I just. I don't have enough time. I can't clone myself.
5: Yeah, but you got a good got good stuff going on here, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, I hope so. I'm trying.
5: You got a lot of listeners, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's what the stats say. <laughs> Although someone the other day on the internet, like, disputed my stats. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I get them from the stats people that I pay to give me stats. Like, I guess I pay them to take the stats, but the stats must be real. Like, why would they conflagrate the stats? Like, I didn't... Yeah,
5: they're not going to make up stats. I'm that like, doesn't make any what, sense. It
2: doesn't make any... I'm like, they're getting the information from somewhere. And I was like, why would you, like... Call that out, dude. Like, that makes no sense. So I called him a dick, and then he wrote me a message. There's no need to call me a dick. And I'm like, but you just did a total dicky thing. Like, you, I would put out my numbers, and you were like, it can't be that big. And it's like, okay. So hey, bye. It never ends, you guys. It never ends.
5: I can't imagine that people just, uh, just taking time out of their day just to be upset about someone else succeeding. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh,
2: what I thought I was like that's kind of a dickish maneuver, bro. <laughs> I'm sensitive. I'm a delicate
5: flower. <laughs> delicate flower, yeah. <laughs> I'm it's, a delicate flower. This has been a s- bottle on
2: stage. <laughs> yeah,
5: I, know. <laughs> your, <laughs> yeah, I know. And your, in your underwear from last last year that was great.
2: Yes, the underwear from last year. You know, and I never released those pictures last year, so it was perfect that this year I was like trying to tease the Facebook with the and it was funny because last year I was having my period. And so I actually had like
5: a those period pad. drawers. Yeah, right? yeah, I had the
2: period drawers on underneath the other ones. And the thing you can't see from the pictures is how much pubic hair I have. Like I have really dark pubic hair on right. all down my legs.
1: Because mm.
2: and I just I love to do that kind of stuff and be like, what sexy motherfuckers? And they're like, not that. Oh! you know, it's like, <laughs> objectify me now, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dare
5: Yeah, that's why I, I try so much leg hair. Yeah, I don't like to go to the gender norms either. You know, it's the I don't like to be beautiful. I'm beautiful my own way.
2: Oh yeah.
5: I eat biscuits and gravy off my chest like a normal person. <laughs> like a normal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the gravies in the Midwest are amazing. I did comedy in Arkansas and I, I learned that they have breakfast gravy. It's a thing.
5: You didn't know they had breakfast gravy. I didn't gravy?
2: know breakfast gravy was a thing. They have
5: like fourteen different kinds of gravy.
2: There's like I didn't know there was like a rich chocolate gravy.
5: Turkey, turkey gravy, sausage gravy, tur- chicken gravy, uh, brown gravy, and then the best part, the best kind is chocolate gravy. Yeah, chocolate
2: gravy. It's crazy. I was like, I just, I, I, had a new appreciation for their, for their whole culture.
5: That's why, that's why most people in the South have type two diabetes because you put gravy over everything. It's the
2: syrup culture.
5: Yeah, it's a syrup culture of just thick ass gravy. Yeah. I used to make, I used to make breakfast for my wife every morning: biscuits, gravy, eggs, bacon, grits, all that every Sunday morning. And then my doctor said stop.
2: Stop. Well, because c- grits and biscuits. I mean, that's carbs you're, yeah you're really carbs yeah, I know. I sw- yeah
5: my wife's a nurse so yeah oh, i should so she, never yeah. have married a nurse with my diet so
2: she just tells you yeah she's upset she is with the candy bar wrapper she finds well,
5: well whenever we get high we'll go out and eat mcdonald's and then the next morning she's like well, you know you shouldn't have done that i'm like you did it with me what, are yeah, you t- what do
2: you You've mean
5: you being a hypocrite i don't eat that i used to eat really bad but you know then you know my doctor's like you're gonna get diabetes i'm like well I mean, how bad could it be? <laughs>
2: well, and that's the thing. is like, is, is diabetes really that bad? <laughs> like, everyone seems to have
5: it. It's like, what's That was the saddest. <laughs> watching people just start, start go, commenting on this thing like, oh my God. <laughs> all this. Wrong? Diabetes is the worst thing in the world. How dare you talk about this stuff? Yeah.
2: I don't know. Everybody has it. If it it's great. So do you have a, is there a secret thing that you hide from her? Like rappers of something where you're like, uh-oh, she's going to find the... Kit cats? Is it a Kit Kats? <laughs> like, or is it like, you know, like what well, she just like a special. She just
5: she's in the in the other room. I'm just sitting in the bath in the bathroom, just crying <laughs> while I eat a Kit Kat. <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch,
2: crunch, crunch
5: I'm just keeping a ziploc bag in the the toilet sink. <laughs> I hope she's not listening to this because that's where I do keep the Kit Cats. T- <laughs> if I if, like, yeah, I keep my Snickers in there. I tape them to the back of the toilet lid.
2: Snickers. So that's your go-to.
5: Yes, that's my go-to. I mean, with that you can't really lie. If you try, if you're trying to lose weight and you have something secret that you keep from your spouse, you're when you go to the doctor, it's gonna be like, "Have you been working out?" I'm like, "I haven't been eating this, but yes, you have. Look at you." (laughs) But my wife was like, "I stopped drinking Coke for like three months ago, and I haven't drank it. I lost like 32 pounds." Good
2: for you. You just stopped drinking Coke. Yeah. Because it's 140 calories in a can.
5: Yeah. She, uh, for anyone at home, she does not have that in front of her. She just literally pulled that up on the top <laughs> of her head, which is amazing. 38 I, grams of sugar, too.
2: Wow! Yeah, I know. Ah, that's crazy. And it's not sugar. It's corn syrup.
5: It's corn syrup?
2: Unless you get Mexican Coke.
5: Which, you know, that's not that bad.
2: Oh, I like I Mexican I love me some Mexican Coke. It's real sugar. It's so good. It's so different. Oh. Oh. I don't understand why we have to, like, make everything gross here. Package. I had to eat KFC tonight because there was no other food, oh. and it was so salty. I've never eaten anything. I haven't eaten anything that salty in forever. And
5: did you get crunchy or original?
2: I don't know. He brought me the little popcorny bites.
5: Oh God.
2: Yeah, chicken bitey bits. And um and I did there wasn't a spoon for the mashed potatoes, so I used the chicken nuggets as a spoon and ate <laughs> the mashed potatoes.
5: Pam, you, you are a southern person at but, heart. That is <laughs> the most southern
2: But I but I'm a Paula Dean southern I like butter. I'm like, put butter in that, put butter on that why don't you deep fry that and then put some butter on it like I, butter.
5: <laughs> and, like, I tell people whenever they like they try to t- speak in the southern accent it's easy to speak southern accent just start a sentence and then just don't care how long it takes for you to finish it <laughs> you know, so I went to the store the other day and then you know just elongate every word and that's, that's southern <laughs> speak right there because we ain't tired but if i like i hate kfc like i can be i do two hours on just how much i don't like kfc anymore i used to be that used to be my favorite restaurant and then they just became garbage
2: restaurant is a really loose word for that
5: (laughs) (laughs) well for i was raised in the south i was very poor growing up so that was a restaurant to us
2: not gonna yuck your yum
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've traveled all around the world, and I've seen like people like cook it. They cook food, and I've never gone back to that stuff anymore. Like I used to be in an orchestra, and we used to travel around the world, and I
2: orchestra. What what instrument did you play?
5: Stand up bass. I've been playing for seventeen years.
2: Wow. Yeah,
5: I got uh, a bachelor's in that.
2: Wow.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Why would you do comedy? You have an actual talent.
5: Well, because it's <laughs> so. You know how you know how com- competitive comedy is. Yeah. It's much worse with 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 music. Really? Yeah. So I was a fourth string bass player, and uh, every single every every uh, season, we get done toward a little bit. We get back, and then I'd have to fight for my spot. And if I if I wasn't as good as the person that audition, I'd lose my spot.
2: Wow! Uh, but can't you be in a cool band?
5: yeah but it doesn't pay as good and i'll get oh. travel yeah so yeah just imagine that like uh, i mean i got to see i got to go to china when I, mean, I went to china in 2009 and just imagine this face in 2009
2: and did everyone take a picture with you
5: well like you know, were they you were
2: know like what, what is this about what is
5: this? do you know what came out in 2009 the hangover
2: oh my god everyone thought you were Zach was Zach Galifianakis. Galifianakis. yeah
5: i got i saw like 30 posters
2: you were signing him, Zach.
5: I was signing Matthew Davis. Oh
2: my God, were you doing comedy at that point?
5: No, I I just did started doing comedy uh, four years ago in Baltimore. Oh wow. So yeah, I was. My wife's the one person. The person got me into comedy. She took me to a comedy show and then she's like, "Why don't you try it? You're funny." And then the first time How I ever supportive. Yeah, first time I tried it. I was my first joke was. Uh, if you guys like jokes about trucks, you're gonna love me. And then someone in the back's like, "We don't, fuck you." <laughs> it was two ladies named Heather. And then I just, then I went up the next night to redeem myself. And then I fell in love with it. But on the way home, I cried that night. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you know, some I was always something I thought I would be good at. But with... It's hard to do... It's hard to... Like, with music, I can just go home, practice for five hours, and then I'll get better at it because I practice. Right. With stand-up, you have to practice in front of people.
2: Right, in order to know what's funny.
5: Right, exactly. It's so impossible. I write, I write like two hours a day and like I can't tell if anything I write is funny unless I try it in front of somebody.
2: I, I think that all the things I write are funny, but then it's just how... it's It's my delivery and my ability to not say um constantly. It's the it's the honoring the language once it's written and knowing the script and knowing that's and then it's like oh it's performance oh fuck but like
5: yeah like when i first started doing comedy i used to rub my belly and then when i got to the punchline i would boot my belly button I did that for two months and I didn't realize it until I watched a recording of me and I was like, Am I doing that on purpose?
2: It's kinda cute. That's a cute little gimmick to have.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah, right? Just... I
2: mean if it's a repetitive thing that you don't have to think about. It's it's not annoying. Like some people some people go side to side. They like they like um shift their weight from foot to foot.
5: Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah.
2: And that's annoying.
5: I do that I do. I still rub my belly when I'm nervous, or I'll stretch when I'm nervous. Like what, stretching the,
2: is cute though too. Like
5: on the underwear show, I just kept stre- I kept yeah. I kept my foot out like that, like, like have my ballet foot. Yeah. I just kept it out like that because when I'm nervous, I like to step on my to- tippy toes. There you go. I did ballet for five years too. What? Yeah.
2: Why were you this classically trained person?
5: Uh, well, my dad, my mom broke uh, divorced when I was one, and my mom wanted me to be wanted me to be very articulate and artsy and know how to read unlike my dad my dad can't read what? he can't read well yeah. really so wow. she, she wanted me to she got me she told me how to play the violin when i was seven took me out of ballet told me how to read let me watch read all these romantic stuff yeah so
2: wow
5: yeah i don't that's know why cool. i'm doing comedy i could have been doing somebody other yeah, you're
2: like classically trained and that's crazy <laughs> but you're young still you're not even 30 yet
5: right? i am 30 oh okay I'd bring that up on stage, too. I was gonna, That was going to be one of my jokes as I asked people how old I am. And, and like 98% of the time, people think I'm in my late 40s. Oh, no. It's the beard. I got it from sure. my mom, but you know, she's... she see hers. It's like Gandalf. Just Uh-oh. gross. <laughs> <laughs> she's not, not going to listen. It's fine. This, this is much better than she thought she was going to listen to. She thought she was going to hear me from doing phone sex. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah, exactly. That was... It's hard to do. It's embarrassing. Really? I th- yeah, I think it is. I
5: don't. I mean, it's just art. it's just describing what you're gonna do to them. But right. Exactly. I think I think if I'm on phone sex, I'm just gonna be weird with it. Like, yeah, take off your shirt. Okay. Now what are you wearing?
0: <laughs>
4: yeah. That's funny.
5: Okay, okay. Now now get some gravy. Get, we're gonna get weird with it. Okay. Now, <laughs> yeah, breakfast gravy. <laughs> just fucking. So now you gotta
2: explain it. Diet Okay. Nice
5: pour it all over your body now realize that you made a terrible mistake and go to get in the shower and then wipe it up
2: <laughs> don't get it on the carpet <laughs> stop it, the bath mat watch out for the bath mat
5: my wife is really is like that too, she's really practical and she's like why would I do that, that's disgusting and messy I wouldn't. that's not that sexy at all you just? <laughs> she's very practical but she I mean, she writes a lot of my jokes too all the things, awesome all the insults she says to me I use on stage that's funny like she says I, I talk like I own farmersonly.com <laughs>
2: Like you own it. Well, sure. Like I'm
5: the one that created it. Like, yeah, farmers, that sounds like a good idea. It's,
2: I mean, I don't understand dating apps. How did you meet your wife? Match.com. Yo, you (laughs) didn't. You're one of their success stories. Yeah. Really?
5: Yeah. I remember I talked about it on on the underwear show. Um, So I I forgot. I I thought I was uninteresting. And so I faked having an Irish accent. I I thought I was from Ireland. And I just dropped it halfway through the yeah. date. That was
2: that's amazing. Match. Wow. How long did it take? Were you like dating for a, internet dating for a long time?
5: Yeah, I mean, I was on OKCube with plenty of fish, and it was just, just home run. All the run, freebies. Home run after home run of people. It was, no, they're awful. Awful. What Everyone. What was wrong was like, with everybody? Like for me, it was just like I just. I just didn't like the people, or they weren't what they said they were. Oh. I mean, which, I'm the biggest hypocrite of that, because I said I was from Irish.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
5: <laughs> I'm a piece of shit for I'm that. Irish! That's It was the insecurity, because so if you, when you think about it, online dating, that's everybody. Everybody in the entire cosmos could be on internet dating, so you got to set yourself apart, and I thought I wasn't that interested in. So but you I,
2: thought, yeah, I have a red beard. And this is the way to do it.
5: Yeah, and like <laughs> the w- the worst thing is, uh, when I started dating my wife, I found out that I went on a date with one of her friend's cousins, and the only reason they didn't go on a second date with me is because my Irish accent was too thick; they couldn't understand me. So. That's <laughs> yeah.
2: So you had done this trick before.
5: I'd done, I'd done it a lot of times.
2: But you liked her, and so you dropped the accent because you're like, we got to stop, I got to stop it at some point.
5: Well, I mean, I, honestly, I didn't think it was going to go that far, and then I dropped it because I really, really liked her and halfway through the date, And then she's like, what happened to your accent? I'm like, well I'm, well, I'm comfortable with people. I can drop my accent, which isn't true. It's the stupidest thing in the world, but she believed it. She,
2: she believed
5: it. Then two months later, when we're in the driveway to meet my parents, I'm like, I ain't from Ireland. I'm from North Carolina. And then she's like, Okay, let's let's do this. And then we got married. That's it. Wow. I mean, if you go online, you're not not everyone's gonna be truthful, but at some point,
2: I've never internet dated. You never internet dated. Not never had a profile of any kind.
5: How did you meet your boyfriend?
2: Uh, like normal people. Some people say raise the bar, some say lower the bar. I say meet at the motherfucking bar. Have a conversation over a drink.
5: <laughs> that's, like I've don't I've never drank alcohol, so it's oh, I can't like me going to the bar just sitting there with a cup of water and it, like, it makes me look like I'm a serial killer.
2: Yeah, it does. That's that's a definite creep factor. <laughs> creep factor plus ten.
5: Just standing there like yeah, I'm just gonna sit at this bar, drink water, and then walk well, up to some would, random that person.
2: Would be, that would not be acceptable.
5: <laughs> so you see why I had to do internet dating.
2: I do. I understand now because you don't drink. Why do you not drink? What's wrong with you? Why don't you drink?
5: Well, my, my, every I, uh, I'm the first male thing to First say. male in three generations. So all the other ones are alcoholics.
2: Oh, okay, fair enough.
5: Yeah, that and it's easy. It's two dollars. You can get unlimited Coke. Six dollars, you get something that tastes like shit.
2: Well, unless you love drinking, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just, I have <laughs> i have I've, I've, I suffered through today with no alcohol, which was pretty wild for me. Not that I'm like, I need alcohol, but it's it, life is a lot more fun. I mean, I just started I'm smoking wasted. weed
5: like four months ago.
6: Oh, really?
2: Yeah,
5: just as soon as it became legal. And I waited two months after it became legal because I... To
2: make I, sure it really was illegal. Yeah,
5: just because I just smoked uh, it and then someone's sure. like, Ah, we got you, we're waiting for you, going to prison. Like, yeah. I was terrified of that.
2: Carl Berger leaving back to Oregon. Oh, therapy. Perfect. It's gonna be fun. She's a really good therapist. There's therapy tomorrow morning. We have therapy. Licensed therapist, 10 a.m. Jesus, Reke- Renee McKenna. Christ, she gives free therapy to people. She's a licensed therapist, but she does it on the radio because she wants to help people.
5: She should so not she do agreed. it to comedians. She
2: agreed for the festival to do it to comedians. Be fun. Every- it's gonna be so fun yeah 10 a.m
5: every comedian has a lot of dark thoughts they should not be telling people
2: Renee is amazing though she changed my I mean she did about two months of therapy with me and it was I've never really done therapy before that I found effective and she was great that's great yeah like I was like what she helped me out a lot with a lot of I had a voice in my head that was very negative and we made that go away and it worked it's pretty much gone
5: that's good. Yeah. It's just the effect of talking to people sometimes It can help out a lot, right?
2: Yeah, well, she does a lot of like guided meditation and shit like that.
5: Oh, meditation.
2: Yeah, then she talks and makes you think about things and she makes you answer things and
5: the, uh, when I hear that, I, I immediately think of office space when he's just like, you oh, know you're not, not calm water.
2: It's just like kind um, of like come
5: the... back in 3 you're gonna be here feeling so clear like just so relaxed. come back in two and one in your back. there you go. That's pretty much what it's like. And now you don't want to kill your your parents anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That's a, that's what I imagine like, yeah, okay, yeah. I guess I don't want to do this anymore.
2: Good, yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's gonna be a lot of fun to, to do therapy tomorrow. I'm
5: how l- how long have you been doing mutiny, like all together? Uh
2: I've been the director since twenty thirteen, but I've been a DJ here since two thousand
5: eight. Hey, like what what made you what made you get into this? Like
2: into radio? Yeah. Um, because uh, I was at at the time I was a poet and uh, Before that I wrote some I would I wanted to be a novelist. I wrote a bunch of novels um, and it was Like a platform and a, and I used to do theater. It's like a theater company, but without the sets and costumes and props It's, it's a lot easier of a theater company to run Oh, really pretty much because It's theater of the mind and right. you can have shows, and they're just radio shows, so people are listening to them. But they can be there, and it works that in that way too. But you know, it's like the old Prairie Home Companion. It's like a fucking radio show. Yeah. But you don't have to have sets and costumes and props and bullshit. It's just like people do their thing.
5: Yeah, I did like how every time I came over here and we did sets and everything, no one approached it like it we're mostly on the radio. Everyone was doing these visual jokes and everything. I'd immediately be like, I'm. Oh, by the way, I'm a six foot tall very hot black man and I, said, <laughs> I, want, I wanted people to just know that it's just you can't see us but this is all still really funny stuff like that like the guy that was on the work show who just kept going on about he was upset because he couldn't get a job here and he's from china and everything and that's why i went up and like that guy he is an african-american i like, think <laughs> Because like yeah. everyone else is like, oh, boy, we can see that he's Asian. <laughs> it's, well, you're on the radio. You can't see that. Yeah. This is a great platform for comedy, too. This is awesome.
2: I love, I love radio. Plus, also everyone's so fucking visual these days and they want to see everything they want to watch it and they want to be voyeuristic and and I'm like if you want to be that way see it in person but sort of taking this third person backstage everything's real it's like they're they're live on Instagram right now it's like I'm there I'm like with them and I'm living their life fuck you go like I just don't like that I don't like all that visual everything plus uh, I don't want to be judged for the way I look like I want my right. material and my humor and my comedy to stand for itself and speak it, for itself and right. not to be based on the way that I look or that I'm wearing makeup or that people think I'm pretty or that they don't or I just don't want it to be based on I just it, 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 the external package of who we are I think we place way too much importance on it in our I think that's why racism comes from I think that's where sizeism comes from and all that stuff it's like we look at people and and expect them to be a certain way or want them to be different or whatever and it's like can we i don't know
5: oh uh, i know i believe me I, I live that every day i have parents that are trump supporters and Whoa! well i mean they're in the south they're born and raised in the south and you know they got is that mind washing crap so you know You gotta live with that every day
2: they don't like abortions or gay people
5: Not a fan of them. Yeah, my my sister's gay too. She's she was married. She's married She got on to her second marriage as a as a as a out lesbian cool and yeah but my mom she's just like yeah well her marriage isn't real honey so it's not really a divorce i'm like no it was real i was there I was yeah there, it's really I what was i was their witness the so you know help sign Absolutely the papers legal yep but yeah i mean you know you got that kind of thing where it's like it, even in 2019 there's different posing figures and everybody's thinking differently and, and you're just surprised that people would think that way but you know, that's the way the world is right now.
2: I, I, it, I, it's very scary. I'm sure the whole abortion issue always gets me up in arms, too, because I'm like, it's. this is very funny. There was a day not too long ago where it's this day of, like, there were pro-lifers marching through the streets of San Francisco. And I'm like, and it's caused a bunch of traffic. It was very, very right. pissy. It made it was like, fuck you guys, come you come here to tell us about. A, so I'm walking down the street, and a seven-year-old boy hands me a pamphlet with a dead baby on it, and I'm like, he's a, a hey, he's seven. Two, he's a boy why the fuck is he inside my uterus <laughs> right. how dare these parents walk yeah. into my city and get their seven-year-old boy right. who's never gonna have a period and is never gonna really have to deal with birth control and is never gonna have to deal with having a baby or being a responsible he adult has no or opinion or of planning. this issue there right is now. no opi- there is no reason for a seven-year-old boy to have any opinion whatsoever
5: he should be about- home watching cartoons exactly. and eating cereal yeah yep.
2: get your it's like bad parenting.
5: Well, that's that's how it is. I mean, that's how... They start <laughs> off real early. They start real early, and that's just how you think forever and ever. You know, I mean, that's just... Unless you're told... I mean, then people get so stuck in their ways that they can't change. I mean, I came from the South, so I had those I had those views, and then, you know, I read a book. Uh, I read <laughs> I a like, book. And I was like, oh, wait, that's not right. And then I changed my views. Just, if you, yeah. That's how it is. I mean, you got that stuff in New York with people are just saying, like... Uh, you, know, you can abort all the way up until the baby is born. I'm like no, well that that's not true. That's dumb.
2: I think that the whole like first 20 weeks thing is pretty fair. Like you've got 4 months to f- you I'd say 3 months even. You got 3 months to figure your shit out like yeah. before before it's <coughs> before it's like, "All right, now you got a kid." <laughs> but right. there's like you got to deal, but you have to deal with it either way because uh, like you have to go to the doctor and figure out something you yeah. can't just like backwoods have a baby do people do that in north carolina like what a terrible ter- terrible stereotype
5: <laughs> like is
2: everyone born in a bathtub in the backwoods like how is that
5: <laughs> no we got hospitals well, okay one or two of them you know in the entire south but yeah no it's a, I mean i mean they've got those people that do the bathtub uh, uh, births here i mean it's it's supposed to be From what I read, I read an article about it where it's like the birth inside the tub, and it's like an easier transition from the womb to water. So you're in a bathtub full of water, and you're embracing them in the home that they're coming in, which I'm fine with. My basically, my everything that I believe in is like if hey, if you want to do it, do it as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. I don't give a shit. That's just my views about everybody. I don't I don't give a shit about your uterus. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. It Ain't my uterus.
2: Great, there you go.
5: And like my wife say this is the same way she's. With, like va- with vaccinating kids and everything. She's a nurse. She works in the medical field. Her family works in the medical field. They know the the, the pros of having being vaccinated. She says get vaccinated. I say get vaccinated too, but if you don't, you're going to have to deal with the consequences. There's a
2: lot of people who are against vaccinations. Yeah.
5: I did not realize how many of the people... I thought it was just like flat earthers. There's like, there's like a know, couple of them. In
2: San Francisco too, there, a lot of people think that the vaccines lead to autism. And I say... No, your kid's autistic because you decided to have a kid when you were over 40. Oh, yeah. Like, don't sit there and say it's the vaccines and it's the it's the chemicals in the air and it's all of that shit. There's the correlation between mm. being older and having kids. And it's like, we used to have kids younger, I guess. I mean, that's why I'm like, I'm never going to have kids. Come on, I'm too old now, I'm 44. And I'm not too old, I could, but then what would be the risks? A, I'd be a terrible parent, and B, I have. I'm sure I'd. Have you a could kid. have it
5: right here on the air. <laughs> I could. Right it would be terrible. Put a bathtub right here. Right
2: here, and just oh uh, yeah. there would be. I mean, having a kitten is hard enough.
5: Having a kitten. A kitten. <laughs>
2: like a, a cat. My cat is. A little crazy right now And it's like Oh my cat
5: I mean all it's the people I used to go to high school with They're If they're still in this out they have, They're have they on like their third kid wow. Some of them are on their Second or third marriage With four different With four kids I mean That's the way They want to live their life Having kids Good for them But I, I, we're waiting Until we're about 34 35 To have Perfect. our kids Yeah So we're stable We're not too old And we know We're going to be Financially stable And we're ready to have a kid
2: And you've lived the life You've wanted to live You've been able to pursue your artistic dream
5: yeah yeah that's what my goal is like if i'm between these next five years if i'm not working a working comic where i can i'm doing i'm professionally doing it i'm gonna stop and i'm gonna take care of the kid that's rad yeah i mean it's it's you can it, do
2: both though you can still open mic and yeah do, but and, it's and, for and have a kid
5: for my idea is like if that a push that pushes me to constantly want to Go to the next step and then push to work harder and not take not take a week off or something so that i have if i within within that four years i've had that deadline because that will be like my nine my eight or nine years in the comedy so you know, you know, I'm already doing a lot of stuff with it, but, but you're yeah.
2: like, don't you have a Netflix special coming
5: out? Yeah, we're almost, we're just got, we're that's almost done editing it. Yeah, that's
2: amazing. Yeah. that means you're already making it.
5: Yeah, I got I'm be on BuzzFeed and uh, two more in next month too.
2: That's amazing.
5: Yeah, so you know, you know that's my wife says she's like, well, you're already in that lane, but I'm like, if that stuff doesn't lead to anything. And in four four years, that baby comes out. I'm not gonna be like my my dad or my mom and just splitting up. I'm gonna be there for that baby. Absolutely. I'm, and I'm, I'm That's what the only thing. A lot of things I'm passionate about is you know, if I have a child, I want that child to be have that dad. I want have have both parents. I don't care if you got two moms, two dads. It's, Somebody be around there. Yeah, for that two, well,
2: two people to support. It's yeah. having it, babies are hard. They're a lot of work.
5: Yeah, right. Exactly. Like
2: they, and then you don't get sleep, and you need to support each other. And like sometimes you don't have time to get food because the baby's crying, and you can't even go poop. And you're like, I, don't know I do I doubt You put the baby in the thing, and it's facing you, and you're like, oh, yeah, right. it worms out. You're like I can't even take shit. And what's gonna happen? It's like if you have another person there to hold the baby.
5: Yeah, well, my no mom problem. was a single parent. I know how hard she worked for it. I just, I, I. If you're a single parent, good for you. But I, do, yeah,
2: they work hard.
5: I do not wish that upon any. Anybody. i want uh, if that's what your life is great but you know i want some my parent my kid to have two parents
2: yeah yeah and, fair enough yeah sports even more get a nanny have it all <laughs> have neighbors that like the kid little play <laughs> yeah. dates yeah. and or, make it easier yeah all that shit
5: i live in, in the backwoods though because my all my neighbors are like a half a mile apart that's, from us
2: that makes it hard that makes it hard so what is this how did this netflix thing work out
5: so i got um i got approached by somebody that wanted to, to film it and then he had a connection with netflix we got all the we written it out of theater we packed out the theater for two shows in uh, riverside california it's about half about an hour from riverside. yeah our so we, Phoenix, we packed out the box theater and uh so we got it we taped two special we uh take two shows and then we just got done editing it so we're going to be sending it over to netflix for final decision
2: that's great yeah
5: and if not, even if they don't take it, I'll make a joke about how this is the only thing Netflix ever turned down.
2: Ah, that's very funny. How many people are on the... How many of you are on the show?
5: Just four. It's called the White Trash Comedy Tour. That's great. Yeah, so i the... I was a feature. I was White Trash. I was Southern Trash. The other one was uh, we had uh, Urban Trash. He's a uh, guy named name Brandon Mercado. He lives in L.A., but he's still... Tr- he, we call each other Trash, but we love each other. Then we have... Uh, guy named jeremy he was gay so he's just flamboyantly gay about it he loves being gay and, and everything and he's from a really like he's from the south like i am so you know being gay in the south is really a really hard thing to live through so he's that uh, and then our uh, headliner was uh, liam burnley who was a biker trash oh nice so we're just talking about being southern and being white trash and everything that's was the whole deal of it so We're excited about it.
2: That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's... There were a lot of people here that applied to the festival, and I'm like, reading their bio's going, you want to be here? Like, (laughs) you applied to this? Thank you. (laughs)
6: Wow.
5: Yeah, I love Bait. I love doing festivals, because that's the only way I'm going to get... Like, I can't travel just just take off work and travel and then go and not have anything there but with this like you know i come here networked a lot of people come back when i have when i talk to people do more shows i mean this it was great meeting these are great a lot of people here a lot of networking you got brought together a lot of fun people
2: Yay! (laughs) trying man yeah every year it grows
5: what do you, so like next year, what's gonna be the goal? Like a billion comics?
2: Yeah, so like next year, I think. Shows. So next year, I think I'm actually, because that I like doing it March 1st through 5th, but next year's a leap year. So March 1st through 5th is actually a Monday through a Friday. So I think what I'm gonna do is go March 1st through 7th and mm-hmm. do the whole first week of March. That's awesome. And then during the day, do more stuff like this where people are on, guests on other people's shows and only have the choosy good specials at night. So like on a Monday, I'll have a show at 7 and 8. Oh, yeah. Like 7, 8, 9. Yeah. So it's like 7, 8, and 9 o'clock shows on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then like, you know, 6 to 10 show on Thursday, Friday. And... You know, Saturday I go yeah. six to eleven. Sunday five. to... You know, like keep yeah. it earlier and then close it down on Sunday pretty early. But then make it so that the weekday is more like this kind of stuff, like, right? Because today we've been—I've been doing podcasts like this since ten a.m.
5: You must—you're exhausted, right?
2: Well, I mean, I've just been—I've just run been running the board all day. It's not a big deal. But it's all like the KFC surprisingly enough calories.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I just finally.
2: it was the only food that was brought to me. So I was like, okay. I didn't plan that out very well. It was like self care wasn't really in my whole life. Try- oh, I'm gonna do because I'm doing the same thing tomorrow. I have 10 a.m. to noon, noon to two, two to three, three to four. Yeah, and yeah. It shows from five to ten.
5: And it's just is running you, but I mean, it's, it's a good experience. And then I I know that we're getting more and more followers.
2: Absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's great. It's great for the station. It's great for the festival. I mean, it's a lot of work, but it's great. I meet all these comics and now I know, Hey, you know, if I ever go to LA, I never, that's the thing is because I run this place, I never really get the opportunity. I, that's not true. I don't never get the opportunity. I don't make the opportunity available for myself to go to like LA for wherever to set it up i've done boston a few times and i've done boston yeah I, I love boston i love boston i love traveling anywhere because they like all my jokes <laughs>
3: <laughs> nice
2: other places i do so much better like not that i'm not doing fine here but it's like it's hard for me because this is my room and so sometimes i don't take it as seriously as i could because i'm like Ugh, i do this every i do this all the time right whereas i could like I really hone myself and try to get better. I mean, I do a fresh 10 every week, so. That's great. I could make it better, but usually I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and then stuff comes out of it and, you know, whatever. But
5: That's what I like, think for me, like uh, when I do comedy, I write two hours a day every day. That's great. I try to come up with new jokes and then I will eat- I won't post them. I know like a lot of com- comics post their jokes a lot, but I don't like doing that. I had to keep my jokes for a stage for some reason. Then, of course, I like I'll keep, I'll keep changing new jokes, and I have like a, I use an app. So every time I write a joke for a show, I'll put it on there. I'll see if it went good. I'll put it into an algorithm. If it does good enough, I'll keep it as my f- on my final set. I have like a spreadsheet, wow. an Excel form, and everything.
2: That is intense.
5: Yep, I have like uh, since I started four years ago. I have like 275 jokes on that Excel spreadsheet, and so it tells me how many jokes, how many times I told that joke, how many times it worked, what shows I did it on, how many times I've done that, how That's many times insane. I did that joke. Insane. Yeah.
2: Stats.
5: Yeah, I keep all my shows. I keep the posters for all my shows. On wow. Every, each year. So like last year, I did a, my stripper joke. 278 times and it worked 262 times. Wow.
2: Wow. Well, that's you know, thats just not, I don't like using the word crazy. That's that's intense in a way that wouldn't help me. It was st- trying to collect the data would stress me out to the point I am where so, the, data I am wouldn't, v- the data wouldn't OCD. be helpful because for me the, the concept of the collection of the data would stress me out to the point that I couldn't I couldn't get that done. I don't I don't have a smartphone either.
5: Oh, I'm, I use my computer, but this is my I use Evernote for this one.
2: I don't know what that means.
5: <laughs> it's an app oh, Okay,
2: <laughs> um, I don't have any apps. I have a dumb. I'm I, I like this app. everyone's like You know, you could have like a much smaller You could really do this whole station like much smaller. You could make it more like, you know User friendly to walk around and cleaner and everything. I'm like, I love this board the 70s board. This is the shit Yeah, I, I have one upstairs. That's all like newfangled and probably way more effective or something, but I don't know. I just
5: liked it. No, I, I like how when I came in here, you were putting that stick up and then turning on the south. That was awesome. I mean, <laughs> that's more that's more rustic and nice. I mean, I don't want to come in here and everything be newfangled. I like how it's all like caught back and you're nice and it's like, there we go. And there's miss, missing buttons. That's, that means this thing's been used and it's great. And we're good. That thing's been here forever and you like that.
2: I love it. I just yeah. try to get people not to roll joints on the board. I'm like, guys. There's so did, many other so surfaces many over here. Yeah, you can just roll joints. so many surfaces. It's like just not on the board.
5: I don't Come like. On. I just. I love. I, I. I. This is like the second time I ever performed high was when the underwear show, and the work show. Never. I. I an open mic once high, and I. I was so, out of it. I just screamed at people. Like I. <laughs> I, I. My. I yell a lot in my sets, but to the point, like, I, I, like, when I was, I was two months, like, two day, two weeks into smoking, i did a show at the ice house in california it was on a competition the finals of the competition and i smoked some guy a buddy of mine he's named stoner rob's weed he's smoked with cheech marin and cheech and chong so
2: stoner Ch- rob you yeah. had me at stoner Rob. Yeah,
5: exactly and i was like <laughs> ah this weed's weed's probably not that different and strong and i smoked i took one hit of his weed and i just everything just blacked out wow and it was i just came back on stage I was screaming at people for like five minutes straight. Wow. It was, it was, people liked it, but I was just overly screaming. No, I didn't. Mm. I didn't win, but it's okay. I was, I knew I wasn't going to, I was screaming at people for five minutes.
2: I hate competitions. I, I, know. I hate them. I it's know. so hard.
5: They are. Especially it sucks
2: if, so much.
5: Yeah. Cause you're thinking that you're not good enough. And I'm thinking win.
2: like, why don't you like me?
5: Right. Yeah. Uh, and comp- I mean, stand up. If you want to be good at it, you're, you're you're always constantly in competition. The main, from what I'd like to tell like new comics is like if you're, don't feel bad if you bomb. Don't feel bad if you don't if you're not as good as everybody else on the show. Just just you know, if you don't if you're not having fun, don't do it. It's mm. the main thing. If you don't if you go upstage, stage, you're not having fun, then don't do it anymore. Yeah. If you do if you're always having fun, you'll you'll get better. Right. Oh, and don't do competitions.
2: And don't do competitions. Oh, I know Way to make yourself Feel like a pile of dog shit Oy.
5: Oh, I, know. I hate them Have you ever done any?
2: Yeah There's one in Oakland Called Comedy Oakland And it's called The Comedy Machine And Four comics uh, Go up in two sets And so from the first Four comics You all do like Three minutes And then the audience Claps And two move on mm. So then it's Two from the first half And two from the second half And the four of them And then the audience Claps for two of them To go on to the finals Right and I always make it to the second round. Mm. Um, and one time I won. And I and I always make it to the second round. But then I, it was the last time I did it. I, it was clear that the audience liked me the least out of the four. Really? And, like they just didn't. Cla- I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, it's too heavy-handed with the feminist material. I think. Where was the abortion jokes? I didn't want it to get abortion jokes in. and I don't know. That's a mistake, I guess.
5: <laughs> just like abortions, nice. Just abortion. Jo- I
2: have a. I have an abortion joke that I. Did just you mean love to? Did to you tell. mean to
5: make that joke right there? Like I, I didn't mean to make abortion jokes. Those were mistakes.
2: <laughs> no, that's, that's an accident. <laughs> they were mistakes. That was a big mistake. <laughs> I love my abortion joke though. I love it so much. I
5: just well, I mean, comedy's just like art, you know. And my jokes will be funny to certain people, and then your jokes will be funny to certain people. Other people, even if it's fu- it's a funny joke, some people might not think it's funny. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what sucks about competitions is that you know, like there's some bringer shows uh, where you know if the I did a, I did a show at uh, Flappers. If it's uh-huh. and uh, in the main room and. It was like the person that won had been doing it for two months, (gasps) got first place, did it for two months, halfway through their set, they pulled out their, their notepad and they looked at it and said, I'm sorry, I'm new to this. This is my third show. I forgot my jokes. And then she said, then they said their jokes and it didn't get a lot of laughs, but they won because they brought 26 people.
2: And it was a voting thing. Yeah. That's, but see, that's, but see, that's, that's championing mediocrity. Right. Well, why would we do that? Now this happens sometimes is that there'll be a show and I'll see the lineup and I'm like what is what is happening here? Like right. are they are they bringers? And then but that's the thing is if you bring an audience and then you give them shitty comedy, then they think that that's good comedy. Right. And so then they just you just keep lowering the bar and then those people think because those people are laughing that they're doing really well.
5: Right. But, you know, I mean...
2: And I guess they are, because the people are laughing.
5: I saw... I, the, the craziest one I saw is I did a competition. I do a lot of competitions, which I don't know why I do, because I'm so... Because you're a winner. <laughs> no, because I'm so self-conscious about my comedy. <laughs> which is why I have Excel sheets, probably. Right. But yeah. I, I did a competition, like, the first like two year I was in comedy, and I was... It was the finals of the New Comedian of the Year, and the guy the guy that on the semifinal night... He brought a busload of people from Pennsylvania to Baltimore, which is like a three-hour drive. He bought a bus, a like two thousand-dollar bus, bought all their tickets. So that's like he spent like three, four grand for the semifinals to bring all these people. So he brought like thirty to forty people, and he still lost. Oh. Because he was making jokes that were aimed only at those people, it was just like Karen. Remember that time, Karen? Oh. And I was just thinking, like, if he would have won, even if he he did that for the finals, that he brought all, like he spent like ten, like eight to nine thousand dollars. The main prize, the winning prize, the grand prize for the finals was only a thousand dollars. He would have been three thousand dollars in the hole, even if he won the whole thing.
2: Well, that's delusional. So, and I I have this I have feelings like that sometimes where I'm like. What am I doing? Right. Am I delusional? Am I do? Am, am I truly funny? Is this is this something I should be spending my time at? Am I am I doing this because I love alcohol and all comedy primarily <laughs> is in bars? Is this just an excuse for my drinking, or is this like a real thing? And then I go, I don't know, you know, is is the radio station real? Well, the radio station's real, but we're really like a community theater of radio stations. So then I'm like, well, we're like, this is like the community theater of comedy. And is that so bad? I mean, community theater is a thing. Right. It's not Broadway. Right. But it's not high school. But this could this could
5: evolve into Broadway. This could evolve into something that where it's heard across the country, you know?
2: I guess. I mean, well it can be. People can listen. They can down they'll be able to download all these podcasts anywhere in the world. (laughs) Except China. China doesn't get China doesn't get free downloads. They're not allowed. Their their internet doesn't in there's, there's
5: probably us. somebody in China right now sitting at their, de- their desk typing something like I really wish I could listen to a podcast about the redneck and a yeah from San Francisco talking about comedy
2: yeah Obscure comedians <laughs>
5: yeah, exactly. talking
2: about their lives. People love this shit, though.
5: Yeah, I know. And
2: I don't understand it. I don't know who they are or why they listen. But but you know, if we're we, scintillating
5: without like if <laughs> if I don't, we don't live in Broadway. We don't live on Broadway. So you know, I mean, now there's a community theater right up the street from where I actually live, and they got they got some good stuff there. It's called the gym theater, and you know, I mean, that's a good place for people that want to get into acting or want to see local. It's not a thousand dollars like seeing something like Hamilton right. on Broadway, but you know, it's like local theater. That's why I like comedy. But you know, like for, as a sober comedian, I don't know about the drinking thing in comedy. Yeah, no, a that's a lot of people drinking comedy. Well,
2: I mean, that's it's one of the things is i mean if i on a tuesday if i'm gonna hit five open mics i'm probably gonna have five drinks so i better have a fucking sandwich (laughs) so then it becomes seriously do i have do i have a drinking problem with a comedy addiction or do i have a comedy addiction with a drinking problem i don't know which is the
5: (laughs) have you ever done comedy without drinking absolutely then no you have a comedy addiction okay yeah, they're, there. There you go. Th-
2: but back to the delusional. Thing. You're cured. <laughs> you're. But you're. You have a Netflix special coming up. So right. you're not delusional. There's right. like people in the world with money mm-hmm. that are like, this is this is great. We're investing in you. We can't wait for this to come out on Netflix. Isn't it right. awesome? And then you look at people that are like paying to bring people to a comedy competition, and yeah. you got to go like, you know, the cream right. The cream rises to the top. Like, yeah. you can't buy your way into everything, I guess.
5: You know, and you see people that are like, why are you still doing comedy? But for when I think about that, I think, you know, as long as you're up, going up, having fun, and you're not going out of your way to make the audience hate you, you know, keep doing it. I mean, that's, if you, if you don't think you're getting better, then write more if you're thinking. Right. Yeah. I mean. Well, that's
2: the other delusional thing, though, is sometimes when I'm even back here I listen to a lot of comedy a lot of good comedy a lot of bad comedy but the festival's been amazing but when I'm back here sometimes I'm like don't you feel the audience pulling back and people sometimes push harder like there was a person who ran the light tonight and I was like oh if you would have just followed the light you would have left on a laugh and instead you tried to push it for the extra joke and you didn't get the laugh and then you pushed it for another extra joke and you didn't get the laugh and now you're in a hole because everyone knows you're over time and you're trying to get it back and dump out dump out but it's like when you sometimes people don't even feel that the audience is like you suck
5: or they're pulling out yeah
2: they don't get it and i'm sitting here like i can't even feel it from back here how do you not feel and then i go well when i'm on stage yeah. do i feel that i don't know
5: i i feel like it's with with a lot of comics it's it's the same way or do you how do I feel about this? Am I okay? Like, if I say a joke that's... I don't I do not do a lot of, like, risky or, you know, I don't do any abortion jokes or, you know, period jokes, you know. <laughs>
2: don't act, Can't do it. Don't care. They're not funny.
5: <laughs> yeah. They're not, not, not going to be funny if they come out of my mouth. But, right. like, like, yeah, but if, like, I don't do any risky jokes, so, like, I can't... I don't like to push the envelope. I just, like, all my jokes are about my life. They're all... They're all personal or they're all about things that have happened to me. So if I feel someone that's not on board with one of the jokes, then I just drop it. I'll just go to another joke then. Yeah. Because, you know, if they're not going to be on board for the first part, they're definitely not going to be on board. Yeah, like they my, can't push through. Like my clan, I have a clan joke. I have a joke where I like I accidentally went to a clan meeting. It was I, instead I thought it was a PTA meeting. <laughs> I got went to the wrong room. I went to a PTA meeting in Georgia and I went to the wrong room. And as soon as I say that, I immediately gauge the crowd and see if they're like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "Okay," then I'm gonna get, finish this joke. If they don't, I'm like, then I just end it on the ta- on the punchline, and then I just get off to another joke. Right. Because you you know that's that's the only risky joke I have is the being accidentally going. If they don't like it, get off that joke and then go to another one. Yeah. Because you know you can just you can have one bad joke in a set and it still be okay. But if you stay on that bad joke For a third third or fourth of your set They're gonna or stay on that
2: If Don't recognize it Like if I'm doing a feminist joke And I get some pullback yeah. Then I need to like push hard and be like oh so really this is going to be a problem and if I don't get a laugh at that then I'm like all right it's a problem moving yeah. on <laughs> fine with me yeah, I'm so- it's your it's hey, i I'm, I'm here to tap dance for you folks like come on yeah. now like whatever you so, want here.
5: sometimes if a joke doesn't hit for me I'll just say you know f- fuck y'all that was funny and then they'll they, they all almost everyone laughs at that and then I just go to, to the next joke you know I have a have a uh, transitional quick phrase to, to get off of that joke and then go to something else for me that's what i do yeah but i see a lot of i do see that with like new comics or like co- comics that have been doing it for a while where they're they're stuck on a joke and they just want to see it to the end but i'm thinking that if they don't laugh at the first part unless your second part is the funniest thing they've ever heard when you pull something when somebody backs off you have to work twice as hard to get them back yeah. And if they, they back off of the first part, they're not going to come back for the second part.
2: Or this is a thing. People will, they'll push and push and push and push and then the audience will finally laugh, but they're not laughing at the joke. They're laughing at the uncomfortability of the person not recognizing that they're not, no one's liking what they're saying. Right. And so that's the other problem is it's like, oh my God, you didn't understand that that laugh was not elicited through, right through joy. It was elicited. <laughs> it was like,
5: uncomfortability. It was, yeah, yeah. It's
2: like. It's like the clutching k- or a thing above your head, like you put a laugh, and it's like. Yeah.
5: <laughs> like it's, but you also have that where you know the your jokes will work. That a joke will work one place, and then you take it to another place, and it doesn't work. So I, I like to, if someone, if I see someone at multiple places do the same joke, it doesn't work. I'm like, well, you should know better than. But if I see it once, it doesn't work. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe it's just just yeah. didn't work this night because I took the. The joke that I did on the Underwear Show about meeting my wife on Match.com, I did that whole joke here. Got great response here. Everyone was laughing. Then I took it to other places in San Francisco. Didn't get halfway through the joke, and they people just did not like it. They weren't on board with it. So I just I cut it out. So I'm gonna take it back to the drawing board, see how I can make that joke work. But that's the thing with a working comic is that you know you're always taking jokes and dissecting them and, see, and trying to make them better. Right. But if it doesn't work to a point you just need to drop that joke and then move on but that's i mean you have comics that don't understand and
2: and you can drop it for a while and go back to it i there's jokes that i wrote three years ago that i tried to do and they weren't i wasn't funny enough to do them yet or something yeah now i can go back and visit jokes where i'm like oh okay now i somehow i'm different but the joke is or time has moved on enough that a thing that was way too edgy 5 years or 4 years ago now is like oh okay we can we can we can deal with that
5: yeah yeah so it's it's good that you realize that you know Four years, like three, a few years ago, you were, maybe you weren't strong enough for that joke, but now you're coming back to you, you're like, ah, I know my writing's how I write now, I know how I do on stage, and I can make that joke funny now. Right. I've done that before. I mean, you're constantly evolving or growing as a comic. Well, trying. And when and I another well, one pet peeve I have about comics is that when they it's not even a pet peeve when people post that they they just they killed on stage tonight. They did great on stage tonight. Everyone died laughing. I I don't ever. I've I don't think I've ever done that where I just said I destroyed tonight because I always when I get off stage I constantly think about what I could have done better on stage because sure. I, I don't want to Get into the groove of like oh, I did great. I don't need ever need to get better because I know if I go somewhere, I can have, like, three amazing sets and then one terrible, shitty set. And I'll be like, I should stop doing this forever. Right. Yeah. That mentality, I hate that mentality as a comic. You ever get that where you're just like, oh, I did great tonight. And the next night, you're like, oh, I did terrible. I should Absolutely. just stop doing this forever.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. <coughs> or And for me, it's like... Uh, it's easier to say, I'm never going to do it again, because then I'm like, I'll just pull back and run the radio station. <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to put myself out there on stage. I'm just going to hide in the studio and talk behind a microphone. So for, <laughs> for me, like the out isn't, like the, the B side isn't so terrible either. So I kind of always have a, I don't really ever disappear from the open mic scene. I did once for three weeks. I went on vacation, and it was so amazing. I didn't perform for three weeks. It was like, oh, my God, that's okay. So Who am I? Who am I? What am I doing with my uh, life?
5: God, I know. Just... Thank God I
2: was in Greece. I was like, because otherwise I would have been like, what's going on with my life?
5: <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, it's
2: Greece. I'm having a great time. This is amazing.
5: What did you do in Greece? Like, What was the, like, the best thing you did in Greece?
2: Uh, the island of Mykonos was pretty incredible. Uh, just chilling out actually like just spending time like being at the beach and going on walks and um, Greece was just really beautiful and and people were really nice and the food was really good and people were really like The food was cheap And the beer was cheap And they have open container laws So you don't even have to drink in a bar You can just drink beer All the time All day long Wherever you want (laughs) Like Walking to the store Walking on the beach Walking in the Let's go on a walk Walking in a church Walking walking in a funeral Just just
5: drinking all all
2: day (laughs) So I was I mean I just love To drink And so you was a non-drinker That's I mean also, I
5: went to a wine tasting with my wife in Italy it was the most uncomfortable like this this cheese pairs really good with this wine I'm like what kind of cheese is it though <laughs> yeah I
2: need to cheese I want to
5: cheese and then like my, when we were in Italy my wife was just just she was drinking both mine and her wine oh shit so she got shit faced immediately yeah and they were just like this, this wine is different from American wine because this wine you won't get a hangover and my, I just remember my wife whispering to me like, I'll be the judge of that <laughs> 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 and sure enough, she wasn't hung over. the. Mor- she was still drunk in the morning, but she was not yeah, hung over. was still drunk in the morning. <laughs> she was- but yeah, it's just like, I just, I don't, I don't know. I've just never gotten into, into drinking, but I'll eat. I love food though.
2: Yeah, yeah. But it's
5: just, I'll drink it with water like a normal, like a like normal a- person.
2: Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> that's good. That's, hey, that's all, all I do on vacation is kind of like, not drunk. like party, but like, yeah, I, it's, it's not, op- I don't have, I don't have responsibilities. Like, usually I have multiple jobs and I have places I have to be. And a lot of times I hang out with children for money. So, all kinds of situations where I cannot. What, what do
5: you room. do where you hang out with kids for money?
2: I, I babysit for a lot of different Okay, people. good.
5: See, when you say, when you just gradually say, Yeah, I hang out with kids for money. Yeah. Like people on the radio, like, What the
2: fuck is she? Yeah, I, mean? I, touch, I touch baby dicks for money. That
5: makes sense. Yeah. It's uh, market.
2: I also cook burgers at a bar. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah.
5: So you just have like, you have so many things you do We're going on vacation, it's just you gotta, you gotta Drink and I relax. Do, yeah, I do
2: nothing. That's yeah. awesome It's like, oh, yeah. look at the pretty things, like look at the old, old rocks, like that's like <laughs> You know, and
5: Just going on a tour, guide. this is a rock that was here for Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's it's like, old rock I'm drunk. Old,
2: old rock, yeah, drink we,
3: fix
5: We did a bike tour in, in like Sicily or like uh, in, No, Venice, and I was just We were just going on bike riding the entire Like I was like, this is the worst experience, don't I should have gone on a scooter ride because it was a bike ride. You would go up and down the hills on a fucking bike. Ugh. And with my my size, I should never be on a bike. I just remember when we got done with a bike ride and it's like... Like, my wife's like, hey, look where we're at. Like, it's the end. I'm like, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> like, a crowded square of people. I'm just like, oh, fuck yes, it's over. It's over. I'm so tired. Fuck this city. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, she was saying these beautiful things about this city. She's like, oh, this building was uh, was replaced. And we put shops here. I'm like, that's great. I just can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. I'm so fat.
2: I felt that way about Rome. We walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. And I was just like, oh, my God. Because they're... I couldn't figure out how to get around. The public transportation was impossible. Thank Nothing you. was yeah, in English.
4: Was... Well, I are
5: in a
2: different country. <laughs> I know, but in Greece, in Greece, everything's in English. Oh, really? Yeah, they... they. That's awesome. Yeah, then they all speak English. They're amazing. Greece awesome. is the best. And Italy was just like... I felt like they were just all snobby, like, stupid Americans, fucking Americans. And I'm like, I don't really want to be here.
5: If you... <laughs> Like, from what I notice every time I go to a different country, if you take a book and then if you try even a little bit to speak their language and yeah. don't speak in like an act, their accent, don't go up with an Italian, like a, a shitty Italian accent, and try to do it because then you're just going to be a dick. Just be like, you know, uh, can you tell me where this is in like in Italian? And they're like, oh, you're trying, you're trying at least, and they'll they're a lot nicer to you. But if you come in like, yeah, yeah, uh, where's this? They were gonna be like, ah, I don't speak, uh, I don't speak English, and they definitely speak English. Yeah. Like, not, like 90% of people in Italy, they speak English. They just, they they, they, they like in Europe, they learn more than one language because yeah. they're, they're all around these countries. And you know, we he, here we don't learn anything. I mean, I know three languages: English, wow. uh, Southern, <laughs> and Deep South.
2: That's yeah. I I can read um, French. I can read it and I can understand it, but I can't speak it. I I can a little I can when we were in when we were in Italy I was watching uh, French news with the French subtitles and I was like translating it to my boyfriend I was like I can isn't that funny that I can translate this for you but and I can speak that language out loud like and make it sound normal but I can't like speak it from my own head
5: so you can't have a conversation with somebody when you no, can barely. read it
2: I can read it yeah I can read it understand it Translate it. I can read it out loud and make it sound like I understand it in their language, but I can't speak it from my heart.
5: My wife's the same way with she's Filipino. So she understands Tagalog. Ah. She can understand it. She can read it pretty well, but she can't speak a lick of it. She can swear at me when she's angry at me, but outside that she can't, can't speak a lick of it.
2: There's something in the brain that acquisition of language and how you have to speak it in order. I mean, it's the same thing with comedy. You, I mean, you know your script, you can read your script right. <laughs> or, you know, you could, can... yeah. but when you memorize it and it's like in you, it's oh, yeah. different than,
5: you know, I know like in, you know, it's just it's just like going up and then you go, like when I go up, I have a set set list I want to go by. I know my jokes word for word and I'll, I'll spice them up by changing a few words or moving stuff around. But I, I know when you go up there and I know a few comics that robotically just say they're, their jokes word for word line by line and it's like how does that not get boring yeah or how do you not get tired of saying that joke every day because you know how it's gonna end even if it is funny but it's not funny to you more. You say it the same way every single time right there's
2: no the life is gone from it the ephemery the yeah. art is gone out of that
5: if you do that every day it's like and then you've you've taken comedy from being something that's fun exciting to it being a job where you just do it the same way constantly every day and then you get a paycheck and then you go home and you're like ah oh, fuck it
2: a paycheck six drink tickets <laughs> see that's the thing you don't even drink so what do you do with the drink
5: tickets I give them to other comics.
2: Oh, my God. When I go down there, we need to do shows together so that <laughs> I can have your drink tickets.
5: Why well, everybody says that. Like, we don't have your drink tickets. i yeah, here. I don't drink. And I, I, Even when they give me food tickets, I sometimes I don't eat food. I just give people my food. I, don't, I That's nice. I don't like to That's eat jealous. before I go on stage because I scream a lot on stage. I right. shout a lot because I'm just like, ah, duh. Yeah. Girl, French fry is going to hit somebody in the forehead. Ah! can be like Gallagher except gross yeah especially here we're really close well uh what
2: do you you we already plugged your stuff you've got the Netflix special coming out soon mm-hmm. you're gonna be
5: on BuzzFeed ne- Buzz this, this month end of the month
2: What? what is what is what do you do for
5: us what is BuzzFeed so so BuzzFeed is that like a uh,
2: news program thing right yeah it's kind of like a like
5: newsy thing well I'm gonna be on a game show on BuzzFeed where I'm gonna be on team dc Oh. So I'll be on a game show. I could I can win money, but it's also a good credit because it's, it's going to be seen by like by a million or so people. Awesome. Yeah. So that's that's all. I, honestly, if I don't even want any money, I don't even care. I'm just going to have that credit. It's great. That's all you need. But yeah, like uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. Just putting myself out there as much as I can. You know what I mean? Hell yeah! And then coming to Mutiny Ready Comedy Thank Festival. Thank you for Fuck doing yeah. that.
2: I feel honored that you. You know, came to be with us with your
5: it was great stuff was, coming out. It was a lot of fun. I love the I love the underwear show. That was the one I was most excited about. Yeah, because it's just <laughs> I've never I've never performed in my underwear before. I was so self-conscious.
2: Really, I did it. I performed at a nudist colony once, and it was no big deal.
5: Did you perform nude?
2: Yeah, I was hosting. So I was up and down. The, I was up and down the whole time. And the funny thing was I was more comfortable when I was on stage naked than I was when I was sitting in my chair waiting for the other comics to go up and be done with their sets.
5: Is it cuz you it's when you sit down everything just like you're just No, it was
2: that I think when I was sitting down, I felt like, oh, my God, I'm naked. But when I was on stage, it was almost like my nakedness was a costume.
5: Oh, okay. Oh, I get that. That Makes sense. Because on stage, you're thinking about everything else about except what you're actually wearing. Yeah,
2: I'm just wearing a I'm just my costume has to be happens to be nakedness and I'm doing jokes. But when I was sitting down, it's like I'm naked (laughs) in a room full of people.
5: But everyone else is naked though, right?
2: Yeah, 70, 87% were the people who were naked.
5: How many people were there?
2: Uh, about 100. <laughs> it was at a nudist colony. That's <laughs> So everyone all day was...
5: <laughs> How do you book that gig, dude? Just like, it
2: was... I got booked by a guy who happens to be a nudist and he wanted to bring... Nick, he he found me because he knows I do a lot of underwear shows and I have no problem being in my underwear. And so he, he accosted me. And he said, hey... I just, I want to do comedy at the nudist colony, and uh, you don't have to be naked, but I kind of want the host to be naked, and I was thinking you would be the host, and I was like, I'm exactly the right person to ask for that. And so, there were, I was the only comic, besides the guy who booked it, who was naked. Everyone else wore their clothes.
5: Like, full clothes?
2: No, no, they had, like, underwear on, and... The one of them was funny is that she was naked later because she turns out she actually is a nudist, but she didn't want to perform in her underwear. She wanted to perform in her clothes, and I was like, "But you were nude! But it's just so weird." She took her clothes off that's, after the show. That
5: is, that's weird, but you know, to her, that probably made a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, I, it made more sense that like being naked is not a performance; it's just a way of life. <laughs> and Prefer performance. I'm like, this is fucking uh, performance. I'm, like, I'm taking my clothes off.
5: Yeah I mean uh, There's performances In every single medium Like my dad's a preacher So he oh, performs wow. on stage yeah. yeah he's very disappointed in what I'm doing right now Oh
2: He's like <laughs> you're using The gifts of the Lord For the shame Of the family name
5: Well I mean There's there, The weirdest The weirdest thing I've ever seen When well, you know was in the south Was there's uh, There's snake Snake worshippers Oh yeah They worship jesus by th- like hovering snakes and like throwing them in the air and then they speak in tongues yeah. and if they get bit by the snake it means they're not that close with god
2: oh my that's it that is that is nutballs. that's bananas
5: yeah I, I went back six weeks six weeks to that church just to wait for somebody to get bit and i was so happy when i saw
2: someone someone got bit poisonous snakes
5: someone got bit and they got rushed to the hospital but thankfully there's they 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 they, they set their churches up near uh poison centers obviously for you know for you know, for reasons that are beyond me.
2: People are dumb. <laughs> I, I, people are so dumb. I mean, I was raised Christian too, so I'm like I get it. I mean, I was pretty dumb for a while, but.
5: Oh yeah, and I, I know. I, I had. God. I was.
2: I was real. I mean. That I, I might do some Jesus I have, I have like 20 minutes of Jesus jokes That's what got me through Arkansas That's what Arkansas liked Arkansas loved all my God material Yeah They loved all of my Bible material they South just,
5: Carolina loved my God Like my, my Jesus jokes Yeah they loved them And they, even they if like, as you're making fun of it They're just like Oh you know about Jesus That's great Yeah
2: Ooh. they're like Oh my God you're saying Bible verses They didn't even care that Like one of my My favorite Bible verses Actually Leviticus 2012 Which is if you sleep with your father-in-law You should both be stoned
5: <laughs> I love,
2: I'd love to be stoned. Also, my ex-father-in-law looked a lot like Barack Obama, so he's hot. <laughs> like, he was a hot man. He was a good-looking guy. like, <laughs> come on now.
5: I always like it. When I have a discussion with my dad, it's, we, get, we get pretty heated because I always like to... I was raised in the Bible, so I memorized most of the books of the Bible, a lot of Bible verses, and I'll go, we'll go at it with each other. I'm like, Dad, it says uh, in the Bible, uh, can I can spill my seed in the belly of a whore as long as I don't do it on the ground? So it's like I can't masturbate. Does that mean I can fuck a horse? <laughs> He's like, Not really, my. Like, hey, that's, hey, what,
2: the word that's the what
5: God book. said. Word is what. Yep. The word Maybe of God. Maybe if God didn't take the thousand these out of it, he would have been able to say, "Don't fuck hookers and it, don't jack off." Exactly.
2: My favorite. Stuff is in uh, lately has been in Acts, in the New Testament, and it's it's basically this one verse. It's, a, it's one little chapter where the uh, Christian church goes from socialism to fascism, like boom, yeah. like in one second. It's this guy, and the whole. So Peter says, hey, everybody sell everything, give it to the church, and everybody does it. And then this one guy, he and his wife, they don't sell. Uh, they sell everything, but they don't give the church everything. They put a little piece aside for themselves, and then the church calls him in and says hey, dude, did you sell this land? And he says, no. And they go, oh, God knows you did. And then God strikes him down, right? Oh, God struck him down. Well, I think the people of the church beat this fucker up. This went to fascism. They just <laughs> killed that motherfucker. They drag him out and they bury him. And then they bring in the wife and they do the same thing. Hey, did you did you sell the land? And she says, no, no. And then again, God strikes her down. So I'm like, Wow. That's socialism to fascism in the Bible. Capitalism is key, is king. <laughs> Get rid of that. I think it's the. Anyway.
5: I do like how like the Old Testament was just like, you know, if you do this shit, you're going to burn in hell. You can't die. Burn in hell, every one of you. Then his, then he has a son. He's like, ah, fuck. All right. I guess oh, we'll be. All right. Love each other and all that shit. Like, if, if Jesus would have read the Old Testament, he'd be like, Dad, you were kind of fucking. You were a dick. What you're the dick. fuck happened to you? Yeah. Like,. Like Jesus, God's like, yeah. Uh, I was really rough in my twenties, but then when I had you, I changed my life around. Change my
2: life around. I feel much better.
5: <laughs> that's what having kids does. I guess
2: yeah. calms you down.
5: <laughs> not for us though. Fuck kids, right? Yeah. No,
2: I'm never gonna. Um, I mean, I, I, the thing with me and kids is that they don't pay you to hang out with them, and so much of my life has been being paid to hang out with small children. I just can't imagine not being paid to do it. I think that. That's
5: that's insane. just <laughs> your kids walk up. And you just have the kids like, okay, guys, you're old enough to have jobs now. Yeah. You're three years old. And you don't you don't breastfeed anymore. Go out there, work at McDonald's. I don't care. Just give me some rent.
2: Oh no, I'd make them all be models or something. Make them all be <laughs> tiny dancers.
5: Oh yeah, <laughs> A the, the, the tiny... pageant circuit.
2: Oh yeah, I want. Yeah, I'd I'd be awful. I'd be like, live my dreams, live them. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that would be so great. <laughs> just, dance I, I would love to see your kids just come up and just start they start doing stand up comedy like live my dreams <laughs> <laughs> live
7: my dreams you're going to be on america's got talent
5: yeah something like that is that I the auditioned way? for that too oh yeah and it just seeing the amount of kids that were there like 5 to 6 years old like sorry not that 5 6 like from like 2 to 7 True. and they were just they were waiting in line for 7 to 8 hours just waiting and then they got in front of the judges and, like, and cried they got in front of the like, producer They so like when you do it you sit in and then you get in front of a producer and like 20 people in one room you do a produce in front of one producer and they're just on their computer they're not even looking at you and then they pick a few of you. Like I got picked to go on to the second round, which is more producers. Did you perform? Yeah, not for the judge. I performed for the producers. Who's on the keyboard, not looking up? Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't see the judges until you're on TV. Sure, sure. That's that's five rounds. Five rounds of people performing before you can even get there. And then I could saw like a, a she was waiting in line. She's very quiet. She was there for seven hours with the parents. She performed, and then they say wait two to three weeks and. If they, when they say that, it doesn't mean that. They'll tell you right away. They're not going to wait two to three weeks to tell you if you're moving on. I think she knew that and she started crying. I was like, don't don't put yourself worth as if you're going to be on TV this way. That's not your self worth. You have a lot, so much more time in your life to to do better things. You don't have to judge yourself worth on if the producer liked your singing or not. You're still a good singer. She was a great singer. She was like six years old, but she was just breaking down in tears because she didn't get on that time. I, I hated that because their parents, like her whole family was there for eight and a half hours. It was nerve-wracking as fuck.
2: My friend was on almost So You Think You Can Dance, and we waited with him the whole day, and he made it through the first round, he made it through the second round, mm-hmm. and then they cut him on the third round, but we were there for like 16 hours yeah. in L.A., in this theater. Yep. Everyone was...
5: It was nuts But we
2: didn't it? have any Fucking craft services Like the We were just sitting there I'm Next time I ever do that I'm gonna come prepared With like a picnic basket <laughs> And fucking drinks The whole deal Like we were fucked
5: I know Like yeah There's people that were there For like six hours I'm like wow, when, when do you eat? Like, yeah exactly There's like, one lady had, like, a whole backpack of little snacks, and I was like, hey, Can
2: I get a snack or something? Yeah, can I get a little Debbie? I can just, I get a little Debbie,
5: please? Can I, get a, can I get a hostess, please? Just a little hostess cupcake. I just one. Uh, just put it in my mouth or something, please. I'm so hungry. I'll be your child. I don't care.
2: I'll be your baby. Okay, we gotta we gotta shut it down. I gotta go oh, home. Yeah, no problem. And go to sleep.
5: Thank you for having uh, me.
2: On. This has been amazing. I can't wait for your Netflix special. Everybody, check out Anthony Davis. This has been the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, his special bluegrass, not sex, all over the place podcast. Good times. <laughs> I'm down, dude. I'm like, if people want time. Let's fucking do the time.
5: Yeah, it's great. It's been great. It, it would have been even weird. It wouldn't have been weird if we had phone sex. I'm glad we did this instead. Yeah, it was me still too. fun. Yeah, it was still fun.
2: Uh guys, one more day left of the Mutant Radio Comedy Festival. It starts tomorrow at ten, goes all day. Till ten PM again tonight. Tomorrow. And then there's a party after. Ooh. At Asiento with food and drinks and it'll be fun. Woop Yeah, they have good pulled pork items. <laughs> <laughs> You're from the South, you like pulled pork. Come on.
0: Love pulled pork. Yeah,
2: of course. All right. Again, look him up, Anthony Davis, look him up for on BuzzFeed and then again on Netflix with the White Trash Comedy Tour. Comedy Tour. Yep. All right, bye.
8: Stuff? And in LA, I hate every guy at the 7, honey, seven honey. I hate every single one. Because in New York, it was somebody who used to live in a building nearby and they fell on rough times and they want to get back in it. And in LA, it's everybody's worst uncle just got on a bus. <laughs> And just didn't get off till they got there. It's terrible. People and people charge rocks in LA. anybody know anybody charges rocks for energy? I got a friend that charges gemstones in her backyard because she said it gives her energy. Why wouldn't you just fucking go to Arizona and pick up a few rocks there? They're the most powerful rocks on Earth, then, aren't they? And then she's like no you don't make fun of me you don't get it i take it because i don't want to take prozac for my depression i was like people take prozac so they don't go outside and charge rocks that's why you do it (laughs) you do it so you don't go outside your hands and knees like this one's ready that's got to be that's got to be a new thing by the way like i don't remember like growing up and going over a friend's house and like hey don't lean your bike over that piece of quartz my dad has a big meeting tomorrow okay he's really he needs that charge (laughs) oh no I don't want to make fun of anybody's thing. If you charge rocks, that's fine. I own cats, so it's just as weird. It's really just, it's, it misses in, in, a, in a different direction, but same thing. Now, I try and be, you know, more like alert to things. Like, I'm not real political. I know that because every political argument I've ever had ends with me going, I don't know, maybe you're right. Can we, can we stop? Why? I did not read about this. I didn't read about this, and now we're talking about it. Like, I lost a fight to a flat earther. <laughs> He killed me in it. Like, it wasn't a real fight. I would have lost that too. But it was just a normal argument, and he crushed me. He was like, the earth is flat. I'm like, no, it's not, dummy. He's like, prove that it's round. Couldn't. Couldn't do it. I couldn't even tell him why I believed it was round. I couldn't at all. I've never gone to the equator and done that math. Has anybody ever done that? Just like, oh, look at the sun, like, ah, it seems... I don't know why. I just believe the charismatic black dude on Nova. He said it was round. <laughs> I believe him, I like him. Boom. It's to me. No, I'm, I, you know, I'm not woke. I'm awake. <laughs> like I'm up. Like I'm groggy and I see what's going on. But I'm not like, you know, you know, like, we were like why'd you vote for Hillary Clinton? Cause I was supposed to. All <laughs> well, my friends said to, so I did it. I don't know. Anderson Cooper thought it was a good idea, so I hopped on. I don't know why I did it. I just did what I thought I was supposed to do. I think I would have voted for Trump if he was running for Uncle of the United States, though. Right? Doesn't that seem like an appropriate title for him? If he was Uncle United... It makes sense, because all of our uncles are kind of like him, and they're not billionaires. It's just, you know... They don't have helicopters. <laughs> now I, um... I, uh... I didn't know what I was going to do next, so I was just going to pretend like I did. I, um, I, I do have cats, and I know I mentioned that earlier. You know what sucks is that my one cat passed away, and I'll never know how much he loved me, because cats love you like people love their step parents. You know what I mean? It's not. You're okay being in the same house, and you want to you know invite them to dinner, but after that, it's kind of over. You know what I mean? That's why. <laughs> Like, I wanted to plan a last day for my cat because I knew he was dying. And I saw a guy did that with his Yorkie, and I'm like, oh, I'll do that. But, like, he took his Yorkie to the park, and they, like, w- chased ducks and stuff. W- what do you do with a cat? It's like, all right, just lay on the floor indifferent to me. It's your day, buddy. You know, whatever you want. Just slightly look away from me. Don't pay attention. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> No, it's um, it's weird. It's, it, he, had, he had kitty disease, so I was like a cat nurse for like like three or four years. I had to water the cat every night at 7 p.m. I had to. You're laughing too hard, sir. Thank you for... You have to laugh with me here. Don't be mean. By the way, you have the coolest parents in the world, the fact that you're here. They're just really cool. You're on the right track, bud. No, but there you go. Oh, dude, look at him. He just looks cool. Damn, that's awesome. Your dad's like in the white stripes or some shit. That's cool, dude. <laughs> no, but when, when my cat died, my, my all my friends are like, oh man, are you sad? I'm like, yeah, of course I'm sad. But it's like, you know, it's kind of like when your mom dies. I can travel now, you know. <laughs> I don't gotta water the cat at seven. I don't. I can. I can be. I can go around. My mom's still alive. <laughs> she's still alive. She is. She is. And, but I worry because she's 60. So I got like another 15 years of her being a person, you know. Because once you turn 75, you're just a house cat that can use the phone. Let's face Max. The neck's all craned weird. People want, they're like, Andy, you should go to the gym. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Because like, look look at me. First of all, men, men lose their like edge like really early. Like your grandma is probably still pretty sharp. And she probably was when she died. Like, you know, your grandma probably knows what dress she wore to the bank in the 40s. If your grandpa still knows the color of his car, you're like, Grandpa's pretty sharp, huh? Look at him. He must be doing crosswords. Right, like I know, best case scenario for me is like still being with it at like 56. You know what I mean? That's where I'm gonna, I'm gonna be one of the old ones. So my friends are like, oh dude, Andy, if you go to the gym, you feel great. If you go to the gym, you feel wonderful. You know what feels wonderful? Never going to the gym. feel great every day. My friends, they wake up, they're like, my glutes are, I'm like, I don't even know what those are. I have no idea what those are. I've never heard of those. That sounds stupid that you have them. But no, I, I, you know, try. I want to start like walking and I live in LA and no one is ever walking in LA. Like if you're on a sidewalk in LA, you live there or you're changing a tire. Those are the only two reasons and so it's like you know you start a light jog in la you're just a fat guy running down the sidewalk everyone just looks at you like that's a problem that's not good he's running from something and he just started he's just started that trot today he didn't do that yesterday he's brand new with this oh man you guys are a lot of fun i do not even know i was gonna come up right then i was just outside smoking a cigarette and they're like andy you're next it's like that just figures <laughs> i um I, uh, I got called racist recently, which, you know, I'm a weird-looking white guy, so that's dangerous for me to get called racist, you know what I mean? Because especially when I'm not being racist. So when I am, I understand it. <laughs> but when I'm not being... The other day, I had, I had admitted that I'd never dated a black girl. and My one buddy, right away, he goes, that's racist. It was like, really? You think it's me that doesn't want to do that? <laughs> you think... <laughs> think it's me? <laughs> think i just been turning down black girls for 30 fucking years? Like, nah, not my type. No, I like them a lot. They've never liked me at all, not even a little bit. I don't like using they in that context, but I know. I've had empirical evidence. And just think about it how many of your black girlfriends have a boyfriend that looks just like me? They don't. <laughs> you know? Hey, fuck it. A black guy who has a boyfriend that looks just like me. He doesn't. That doesn't exist. That's not a real thing. Black people don't like people who look like Roseanne Barr. They don't like it. And for good reason, let's face it, let's face facts. Uh, but now my uncle, he's, he's somebody who was like pretend upset when Roseanne got fired. I was like that's not right. She just was voicing her opinions. It's like, she works for Disney. Do you think people who work for Disney can just tweet whatever the hell they want?) If you fucking were serving churros at Disneyland, you would've gotten fired for tweeting that. She had a TV show, I'm just gonna get fired. And then he literally laid on to me about how, he's like, well, everybody gets a parade now, how come straight white men don't get a parade? It's like, first of all, is there anything more feminine than asking when's your parade? <laughs> like, are you serious? Did you just ask that, when's your parade, really? It's like, dude, you're a straight white guy. Your parade is Monday morning when you walk to work. If I can enjoy it, look around. Take some pictures. There's your parade. <laughs> oh. Now I um I I, re- I really do need to read more. I guess is what this all comes down to. <laughs> Man, I didn't have time to take off my jacket, and it's hot, and I won't do it because then my shirt will lift up, and you guys don't want to see that. <laughs> so, no reason for that to happen in here, frankly. <laughs> No, I um, I do want to have kids. Anybody here have kids? besides you guys, you guys have you have the kids. You got kids back there. Very polite. Oh, he I know he he established that, but no. But thank you. Thanks for coming out, dude. That's not, how how old are you? 13. Thirteen. I like how your your leg is up. How much confidence have you given this kid in his life? That's awesome. It's not a bad thing. Put your leg back up. There you go, buddy. I love that. He's sitting there like he's 32 smoking a cigarette. You know what I mean? That's the way he's sitting and I love it. I, he's a good kid. Oh, this we're in California. Cigarettes are terrible. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Don't do them. <laughs> no, see, I, I just like, I, like five minutes ago, I lit a cigarette before I took my Uber here and the people next to me looked at me like I just tipped over a stroller. They were like, seriously? Come on, relax no i um i do want to have kids someday i don't know i don't think i'm responsible the number one reason i think i'm not ready to have kids is because whenever me and my girlfriend have a pregnancy scare that's uh, that's what we call it <laughs> that's what it is it's a scare If not a pregnancy maybe we'll be happy forever we don't say that we're just two people terrified in a right aid that's all we are now nah, but I think before I have kids, I think I want to have a step kid first. Right? A little stepper, get you on your way. Right? Because a step kid's like having a rental car. You don't want to fuck it up. But if you do, <laughs> it's not really your problem. Right? Like a stepdad's all the fun stuff. It's like, oh, your girlfriend's pregnant, talk to your father. You're looking for the weekend guy. No, I think before I have a real flesh-and-blood kid, I think I want to be able to design my kid on a computer. Right? Because I want to have a daughter that looks just like me. Anybody in here have an attractive daughter? What happens? You just worry your whole life. And then you die and hope other people worry. That's what you do. But if your daughter looks just like me, how much would you really worry? Right? Like, your daughter looked just like me and she wanted to go to Aruba for spring break, she's coming back. You're going to see her again. All right, guys, thank you so much. The first show of the weekend. Thank you, Pam, for having
2: me. Yay! He's coming back from Aruba. Uh, Your next comedian, he hails from the Northwest, but he's been all over the country. I heard him on a podcast today, and he's hilarious. You're going to love him. Put your hands together for Sean Riccio! Hello! Good
7: evening, humans and gentlefolk. I have been all over the country avoiding the authorities and my debts. How are you doing? Yes. Hi, I too went to college and can't afford it like you. What's up, San Francisco? Uh, uh, I've been dating a lot recently. Yes, I've been dating human women against all odds. Believe in yourself. Your dreams can come true, too. Uh, I love it. It's super fun. I love paying for two dinners, but only getting to eat one of them. (laughs) Yeah. In this economy... In these troubled times, that makes you feel good. You feel like a provider when you can do that. Uh, I've I've been dating uh, I've been dating this lady for a while, and uh, I'm from I'm from Seattle. That's where I'm based out of right now. But I'm originally I was born and bred in the East Coast. All my family is from like Boston and New York. And my girlfriend, she is like a Seattle person. She is like lived there all of her life, and she's a hippy dippy kindergarten teacher. So like we communicate very differently. Like, I'm very direct and abrupt and brusque, and a couple weeks ago, she was telling me about something, some incident that happened at her hippy-dippy kindergarten workplace, <laughs> and the way she described it was, this is a verbatim quote, somebody said something to someone else, and there were some bad feelings. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, honey, I love you, but like, we are going to have to add at least like three more nouns to that sentence. <laughs> You know, verb structures Give me something, you could be describing a building That was so general, like What happened, and of course What happened is, what happens in any Workplace, where there is a woman uh, Her boss, who was a guy Was incompetent and negligent And now it's her fucking problem Yeah, remember that part of the set at the beginning Where I was making fun of my girlfriend That was capital, and we're gonna spend it This is a TED talk, buckle up (laughs) No, because I I consider myself A feminist because I subscribe to the radical idea that women are also. People <laughs> And I don't know if you've been, like, outside in America, but that's, like, some people have a hard time g- grabbing that one. And I come by it honest, you gotta understand, because I come from, like, a deeply major matriarchal family. Like, my family, we're all Irish-Italian Catholics, so, like, my grandmother who raised me was the fifth daughter of six daughters who all raised, like, three daughters apiece and then they all had two daughters, and now my generation, they're all having their kids, and guess who they are? What there's like five men in my family, and we are all fucking morons. Like just great like, dunces, beautiful minds. Like I can't imagine, that's what shocked me when I got out into the real world and discovered that apparently men run Everything. What? How do you get anything done in the day? How is everything not covered in jizz? Cause like I'm thinking the spaces in the houses that I live were like you're the one dude. Like you're just you're just trying to find any space. Like I need the bathroom for like five minutes. Come on, like nothing. Okay. <laughs> Everybody else had ample privacy I guess. And it uh, also like this is this this is the thing that was really fucking crazy about it. Like I grew up with my mom, my grandma, my brother who was the same age as me and basically like no other dudes in our family. So when we turned 14 and we had to learn how to shave, we had to ask my fucking grandma. Grandma, how do you, how do you like shave cuz my face is kind of itchy <sniffs> <Ugh. laughs> I don't I don't fucking uh. is it like shaving your legs? Oh, uh, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. No, Could you? You might not have to fill me in on that. Ah, it's probably like that. And that was fucking it. <laughs> That's all we got for four years until I finally went to college and met another guy and was living with him. And I'm like, hey, what are your face is? Your face is smooth. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so like I. Just, but yeah, women in the workplace dealing with men. Like my fucking. I feel bad. I feel really bad because like. Sigh you also don't get to relax if you're in that situation. Like, I dated a a woman a few years ago who was, like, a genius. Like, when I say a genius, you gotta understand, I'm not, like, hyperbolizing, like, oh, she did Sudoku and she was really good at it. She worked at Google doing AI development. She basically made robots that tested other dumber robots. She's smarter than me, she's smarter than you, she's smarter than everybody else in this room. And all she wanted to do when she got home from her eight hours a day, like harvesting code. What, however they do it, I don't know. Like <laughs> they the, the, they rub the fleam on the plumbus, and now there's code. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can check your email, magic, whatever. Like the mo- making modern civilization go. Like holding up the pillars of society. All she wanted to do was watch Bridezilla, like just trash TV. Like the dumber, the better, like anything. I was like, we could watch like a documentary or like Star Trek or something. And she's like, Snoop Dogg paints a house badly. There's three seasonings? Let's get it. I ordered it all on Amazon. The DVDs are coming, because this was a while ago. You couldn't stream yet. You still had to buy DVDs. It was the dark times. (laughs) Ah, were we ever so stupid? Uh, I'm actually, I'm in, I'm in like a a few steady relationships now, because I'm uh, poly, which is how we say uh, in English, a huge slut. Uh, (laughs) uh, No, it's, it's great. Uh... Right? I mean, what, what would I, what, what if I said, like, it's awful. Oh, God. There's so many people who love me. Ugh. What a nightmare. No. <laughs> um... I t- here's the, I'll let you let, let you behind the curtain a little bit into the magic. I mixed up my set a bit and now I'm trying to remember how we actually ramp up into this joke without the setup I used earlier and we do it by saying this. I even like <laughs> <laughs> Like I date a, I, I was dating a lot. I still do date a lot, and it's it's difficult, but not for the reasons you might be thinking after listening to me for so long. And you because you're thinking to yourself, Sean, how could you have a hard time dating? You're a 30-year-old ex-call center jockey with a philosophy degree, no car and an encyclopedic knowledge of the original Star Wars trilogy. (laughs) You should be drowning in pussy. (laughs) Right, 13-year-old child? You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. But no, no, that's not how it goes. Strange masculine voice in the back of my head that I can never seem to get to shut up no matter how much I drink or smoke. Uh, no, that's not how it goes. And it's an, I have a hard time dating. It's not for the reasons you think. It's not because I am a garbage can on fire that walks like a man. <laughs> it's not because I'm the human equivalent of a failed state. Oh, good, you guys read the papers. I don't have to slow down. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll speak faster no, <laughs> uh, no I, I have a hard time dating because I'm into like really aggressive dominant women and that's just a group of people we don't make a lot of in Western society right up top patriarchy you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did not He did not dismiss the fist bump. Questionable. Uh, no, yeah, just keep pressing down on that glass ceiling so that there's only that one lady on OkCupid okay with, like, a picture of a cricket bat in her profile, menacing. And I'm just like, Oh, uh, hey, are you still dating that asshole? Because I'm out here trying to get it to work. This is me clicking the email button on OkCupid. Okay <laughs> clicking the email button, because I'm apparently 73 goddamned years old. Uh, and I, it, like, it, that's, that makes dating difficult, like because, you gotta understand, like when I say aggressive and dominant, I mean like really, I essentially want a gay leather daddy who ovulates. That's my ideal sexual partner. San Francisco, you know what I'm talking about. I want sex to be like a wrestling match that I lost. <laughs> I want sex to be like a mugging that went badly, <laughs> like statistics and dental records badly. I want sex to be like a deleted scene from American Psycho. Yeah, right? you understand what I'm saying? Tarps. We need to get some tarps in this place. I wanted the apartment with the hardwood, but you said, no, I like the carpeting every time. Every time we get an apartment, me and this imaginary girlfriend that I made up for this joke like five years ago. <laughs> No, I'm actually I have I have a for real partner now. She is not someone from Canada that I met at summer camp, uh, <laughs> uh, and she's here with me. And like this is the thing, like like our arguments are just weird. Like it it's complicated. Once you find a person like that, it's also just weird. Then I can't com- I can't like share it with anybody. There's no like commiseration with other comedians before a show. Like they're all vetching about their wives, their girlfriends, their boyfriends. And it's always stuff like, oh my girlfriend, her feet are always Cold, she's always occupying physical space, whatever. Whatever normal cisgendered heterosexual guys complain about in relationships, I don't know because my complaints are always like this ball gag is way too big. Oh, oh this is getting fit in my mouth. Are you looking at the measurements before you buy this thing? Hey, I left the. I, I I think I left my dog bowl at your apartment. Can I can I get it back when I when I come over? No, you left it. You apparently don't care about it. That was a gift. Yeah, it was my birthday gift. I want that back. I gave it to the dog. Don't don't give my dog bowl to the actual dog. That's hurtful, but not like the fun hurtful. <laughs> oh, come on. Why did you buy the cheap maid's uniform? Don't I want to feel pretty every once in a while? (laughs) It's on my Amazon wish list. You would better buy it because on these wages? Are you kidding? I'm a semi professional comedian. Do you know what that means, sir? Do you know what that means? That means I make dozens of dollars a year doing this. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you have been great. Give it up for the Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Give it up for your old Pam Benjamin. Good night.
2: All right. Yay! Sean Riccio, yay! You guys are troopers. We have one comic left in this amazing show tonight. Uh, he is lovely. Before before we get to him, I just want to say one thing about Sean. Uh, with the tinder, you know, some people say raise the bar. Some people say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. What the fuck are you guys doing with these dumb apps? Like go to the bar and meet people, you weirdos. Like what is the fuck's going on? You know what I'm talking about. That's how we used to meet men, right? You just go to the bar. I don't get it. Dating so hard. I'm like, do you not go to bars? Like what are you? Why do you live in San Francisco? Like there's a bar in every corner for a reason. Uh, your neck your last comedian of the night, he. I got to see him earlier today, and he was very, very funny. And he has a voice for radio, let me tell you. He has a face for it, too. No, he's a lovely... He's actually very pretty. He's a pretty pretty young man, um, hailing from Washington. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Andrew Murphy.
6: Yeah, damn straight, I'm good looking. All right, all right. Yeah, I am from Seattle. I came all the way down here for this. It's pretty fun. I like this town. It's all, right. it's all right. I went to go see Alcatraz, which I had not... Seen. Alcatraz is surprisingly pleasant for a government fortress that got turned into a prison colony. <laughs> like, it's surprisingly nice out there. While I was out there, the uh, the nice park ranger was telling me, he was like, yeah, these are Western black-crowned seagulls, and uh, they mate for life. I was like, that's interesting. Are, like, is that true? Do seagulls mate for life, or can we just not tell seagulls apart? (laughs) You know, because if seagulls mating policy is anything like their french fries in the dumpsters policy, I think it's pretty safe to assume the seagulls fuck. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm sorry, I have to come up on stage here tonight with a set list, actually. I've been away from stand-up for a while. I've, uh, I booked, uh, my first TV thing, which is very exciting, very, yeah, yeah. I got, I got booked as one of the hosts of Straight Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah. It's a show where I just go to other dudes' houses, and I'm like, there's a cool pool table, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude, it's like I live in a bar, dude, yeah. And then we just drink and talk about how we would have done the Bin Laden raid different. You know? I would have gone in through the window, got him in the back, you know? Yeah. You got to talk to people you don't like, you know? You got to talk, you got to meet new people. That's the important thing. That's why I travel and do these comedy festivals. Like the other day, I was talking with a guy who's pro-life and he was dropping some pro-life knowledge on me. And I don't know if you guys know this, but this is actually true. Do you guys know that at 16 weeks, the fetus has developed everything it needs to dunk? (laughs) I don't know. And you got to respect that because, you know, because for some people, life just begins at the rim, you know? But... Yeah, 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 Man, it's, uh... How you guys liking Trump, huh? How we feeling on him here, huh? Boo. Low low average. Low average, I'm sensing on the... I do gotta say, like, I don't like the guy, but people... A lot of the things people say about him really drive me crazy. Whenever people are like, there's nothing Trump could do that would surprise me anymore, I'm like, I don't know, I can think of a few things. Yeah. Like, if Trump could dunk, I'd be pretty surprised. Or even, like, a strong alley-oop. I'd be like, oh, all right. Or, like, if Trump was gay, that'd be pretty, you know, if he was like, I did it, I'm gay, I'm the best at being gay, I sucked Elton John's dick, like, a million times. (laughs) This doesn't change how I feel about other minorities. I'd be like, all right, all right. Or if he dunked while gay. (laughs) He's jumped up and, like, bit a dick on the rim and put the ball in a butt. that joke's relatively new don't like look my jokes are like my babies some of them are fucking dumb and they're not all gonna make it so alright alright yeah but uh yeah I don't know, yeah, I do have a voice for radio, though. This is going out live on the radio, right? Yeah, I got a great radio. I would love to work in the radio. The radio, the most thriving of the media <laughs> right now. I would love to work for a classic rock radio station. You're like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to 92.3 KQKLAQKLAW, the Kla. <laughs> all right, and we're coming at you live from on top of the hill. We're going to be giving away tickets to see Asia playing in Boston. <laughs> Boston playing in Asia and Blasia, the first all-Asian Boston tribute band. They are all Japanese except for the drummer, who is Thai. All right, and we're going to be playing some Beatles, some Stones, some Kinks, some The Who, and other lost gems of the rock revolution. Just kidding. Hotel California on a loop until I am dead, you motherfuckers. Oh, man. (laughs) Nah, but you can't, you know, I could probably, I could work at like a cool radio station like this one. You guys got like cool alt radio stations in town?